0: This week on the Jock and Nerd podcast, Zack Snyder unveils the first teaser for his Justice League cut. Warner Brothers announces a big virtual event for August as they push back release dates for all their big movies. And AMC Theatres revealing plans to open in July. Plus a review of the latest Spike Lee joint, The Five Bloods on Netflix, a very unique cameo shout out and a whole bunch more all in this edition of the Jock and Nerd Weekly for Thursday, June 18th, 2020.
1: Hi, this is Gilbert Gottfried, and you're listening to the Jock and Nerd Podcast. Why? I don't know. Check. Check one.
2: All right. This is really fans out there.
0: Hello, hello, listener, what's up? How's it going? Thanks for tuning in, and welcome to the Jock and Nerd Podcast. Where we give you comic book and superhero TV and movie news, reviews, and whatever we choose. Jagger nerd. My name is Imran.
3: My name is Anthony.
0: He's the jock.
3: He's the nerd. You said it so slow. I so. just so
0: you had to match. I understand. I like that. I'm getting you to mimic me. This is uh, assimilation complete. We're all back together. Joining us, of course, is the internet's favorite puppet coming to us live from his own personal little felty autonomous zone. It's called Faz. <laughs> Uh, no. it's, it's Rug Boy. How's it going, Rugs? What's happening? Yeah, the three bloods are back together. That's right. The <laughs> five rugs are yeah, we, all together. That's right.
3: There's a Felty autonomous. Only
0: self. puppets allowed in Faz. They're going to take care of each other. I love it. Yes. I went over and took over the uh,
4: recycling center. Oh, good. Somebody needs to yeah. run that. Yeah. Basically, what I do is I look for beer cans that still have a little bit of
0: beer left in them. Who's handling the sanitation rugs? Oscar the Grouch, he would be, uh, he'd yeah. be an expert. He'd be <laughs> yeah, to get all the all puppets who right. we're yeah. into garbage. <laughs> That's fantastic. Look, I'm glad everyone is back. We're back to full staff because I need you guys' help right here. I'm, I I want to share another amazing cameo shout-out booked by Rugboy's biggest fan, David Mobile. Fucking <laughs> nerd! Follow him on Twitter, at David Mobile. And this is easily... The weirdest, quirkiest cameo shout out we've gotten. And we've gotten shout outs from Andy Dick people. Yeah. So this, those are is, great. this is saying something. We should post them all on our site. There, I will put a link to this in the show notes. Let me read the caption and then I need your guys' help. Okay. Click on the link in the show notes, guys. David writes Hey, Jock and Nerdcast and Really Rugboy, you wanted the entire cast and crew of Marvel's Avengers Endgame to give your podcast show a shout out? Well, they couldn't make it. What? So instead, I hired at Danhausen AD to do the job. So this is from a gentleman named Dan Housen, who I did a little snooping. He is uh, an independent wrestler from uh, Michigan and Montreal, is what it says in his Twitter bio. So both of you guys, before we hear what he sounds like and what he said, click on the thing. I need you to describe, tag team him. Describe for hmm. the listener what this dude looks like. Dan Housen. Oh, he's uh, got a uh a flower
4: headdress on, and he's got some kind of like face paint, like it looks like kabuki face it paint. It does look like kabuki face I, paint. I was
3: gonna go with he looks like Zvenguli with potpourri on his head. <laughs>
4: yeah, that's well, also that's very good
0: an too. accurate description. That's a little Marilyn Manson with like a rainbow clown wig kind of thing
4: going on. So this is the question that I ask. Yes. <laughs>
0: Am I more
4: famous than the guy who's doing the cameo? Because I don't know who the fuck this is.
0: Oh, shoot. Yeah. Maybe, Rugboy, <laughs> which means we need to get you on cameo because we can make it, be, make it some fat I mean, buckets. I've,
4: look, I've never heard of this guy. All right, well. And he's um, getting cameos. Yeah. I'm like, well, no one's heard of me
1: either. So, like, I should be doing it too.
0: Well, here we go. Dan Housen, independent wrestler. Cameo shout out.
1: Hello, yeah. yes, this is Dan Housen with a special message from David the Great Housing for Jock Nerd Pod. Yes, They want you to be part of the nation of comic geeks and film freaks. Join the blunt, no-holds-barred, outrageously funny banter from Anthony the Jock. Isn't that nice? Let's see who else is on this list. Imran the Nerdhausen. 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 Yes. And the resident foul-mouthed puppet. Rugboy. No swearing. No swearing, you get taken off the air, the podcast air. That's not yes. true. Anyways, go to the Apple Podcasts of sorts and give a review so they can be officially Rotten Tomatoes uh, reviewers. Yes, they can go in the films I, I have, and review them with tomato yes. scores of sorts. Give them five stars. I don't know. Anyways, there's only uh, about 50 or so away. Isn't that nice? Not too many. But anyways, if you don't, up yours. Up yours. Oh, my yes, God. I'm a Listers, lots of names. <laughs> I have a, th- I have an immediate
3: thought. On Maybe we've talked about it already on the show. Yeah, it sounds to me like David Mobley actually is listening to the show. I think
2: he does. Oh Because he
3: has information. First off, he knew he knew my name. I thought. Yes. First, I think he thought my name was Jock. Was
0: Jock? Yes. He knows right. all our names. The Rotten Tomatoes thing we mentioned at the very end of the yes, show. I Everybody knows this. Holy shit! David is listening.
3: Either that, or he's he's got other ways. How about you know I just told him what to give him?
0: Uh, oh mm. that could have been awesome. well, he is my biggest fan i hate that, to
4: ruin it for you that
0: also could have oh. happened he, t- he okay. said
4: i'm getting you a, a a a cameo what do you want him to say
3: and that's oh. what, that's what i wrote so
4: Damn he did it, not David. listen to it he no, did he not listen okay. so he ah. still
3: he, it is further proof he has no concept oh of God. what we're even doing no he just likes me because
0: i'm rug boy <laughs> He just likes things This is amazing. for whatever reason he I, likes them. So, I love that he loves you. But here's my yeah. question. Did you guys think that guy was going to sound gatekeeping David Mobile? Okay. <laughs> I,
3: I like the idea of liking <laughs> things for, for no note, reason. Side note. <laughs> there's this tight, tight end that played for the Bears called Martellus Bennett. Yeah. And uh, he had a gamer name and he was like, my gamer name is Purple Dinosaur. And okay. they were like, "Why is your nick gamer named Purple Dinosaur?" He's like, "Well, I like the color purple, and my favorite animal is a dinosaur, so I put the two things I like together." Makes yeah, sense. Purple dinosaur. <laughs> why not? Reminds me of David Mowgli. Just you, you like something, and you don't know really why you like it, but you like it, and you you stick to it.
0: Yeah.
4: Danhausen Listen, I love he's Dan uh,
0: he's putting his money where his mouth is. Yes. Yeah. Amazing. Look, check out at Dan AD on Twitter. I did not think he was going to sound like that, but that's probably one of the weirdest cameos. I love, I love it. Imagine fandom
4: doubles because he's been on the show. <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: the first time we've actually
4: done someone a solid.
0: We <laughs> got to get Rugboy on cameo. I will work on that. In the meantime, let's get to the news. The jock and nerd yeah. podcast. Oh my god, who wouldn't want a cameo shout out from Rugboy? Rugs, we got to do it. There's pets on there. There's animals that just sit there and people pay for them. It's ridiculous. You should be on there. Okay. Okay. We're going to pop it up. Uh Zack Snyder's uh, Justice League, guys, is going to come out on HBO Max 2021. He just put out the other day a teaser for this thing. Holy shit, it exists. There's some new footage. Uh it's a real thing or at least, you know, a um, um, 40 seconds of it is here. So, uh I was pretty excited to see this. <laughs> it is just a quick scene of Gal Gadot uh discovering what looks like uh ancient paintings of uh dark side is that what it is yeah, it is uh and then it cuts to uh, a big war scene where you see dark side in the middle possibly on apocalypse
3: uh thoughts uh, no i think that war scene just remember that flashback scene oh, where they yes, had it where on every, Earth?
0: yes where the atlanteans uh, and the green yeah, green lanterns were there like to me. so
3: he should have been
0: there um what did you guys think of uh this? This thing is uh it's real, it's
4: coming. I'm excited about it. I mean, not in like a like a fanboy way, but like I'm just to see something different yes. on TV would be nice.
0: To see a different version of this movie is gonna be very interesting.
3: I-, I thought it looked good too. I don't th- I still don't think he's going to make a good movie. <laughs> oh, yeah,
0: I mean I, the hope for that is
4: very very peculiar.
0: <laughs> look, if he gives us, gives us something that all of us geeks can argue about in a fun I, I, civil nature. I like nature. the
3: idea I don't know if this is from the comics or not, but I like the idea of there being ancient scripture on Darkseid. Oh, it it yeah. kind of distinguishes him a little more from Thanos. Cuz Thanos didn't have that. You know, they they look so much alike and even though Darkseid was the original, yeah. everyone thinks Thanos is know, and they'll think dark side is the ripoff
0: but dark side's more rooted in history i like the, kind of the latin letters that kind of spells out apocalypse also this painting of dark side looks like it would be great on like a craft brewery ipa label i was like oh you should make a beer out of that it's fucking dope right there looks <laughs> looks like a craft beer yeah, label
3: doesn't look like a craft beer
0: i would buy it dark side brew uh, so that sneak peek
3: It'd probably have like a coffee flavor to it well right?
0: it would be dark or chocolate like a stout <laughs> yeah. mm, chocolate dark side stout from the dead he is hilarious by the way on that harley quinn show he is in it no,
3: you're, you're still watching that.
0: it's fucking great it's so good dude i love quarantine
3: harley quinn would, but the thing is you would watch it even if we weren't quarantined
0: no i would it's it's fantastic it's hilarious it's got uh uh, what's his name? J.B. Smoove as a talking plant. I mean, you can't go wrong. Ron Funches as King Shark. It's just inspired, brilliant casting. Um, so uh, it's interesting we got this quick look at HBO Max, and I think we're going to see more in August because earlier this week, HBO and Warner Brothers, DC announced a their own virtual event that they will be uh, featuring 24 hours on August 22nd of this year it's called dc fandome uh featuring cast creators and key properties including wonder woman 1984 aquaman the batman and the snyder cut of the justice league this is going to be like a global online event just for 24 hours everyone is invited and uh all dc's tv movie properties they're probably going to reveal new trailers for shit um, there's six, like, programmed areas, uh, and it's going to be available in 10 different languages across the world. Uh, last week, we talked about San Diego Comic-Con is hosting a virtual at-home event July 22nd to 26th. This one looks like another fun virtual event I'm looking forward to. Rugs, comment on this?
4: What, the virtual... Uh- yeah, what do you convention. think of, like uh what? San, what? Diego, what San Diego
0: uh is gonna do a virtual event and now Warner Brothers is doing their own I mean, fan virtual event.
4: What do you I have no idea what it even is. Like what you, what am I gonna see?
0: I don't I don't know. Is it like a a YouTube stream or something? It'll be probably a bunch of streams with a bunch of different, you know, different so little So basically it's just convent like a convention type coverage, right? Like yeah. um Yeah.
4: I mean, if you like if you're a fan and you're you're excited about this stuff, and you want little tidbits of info, I mean, I think, hey, it's it beats being around a bunch of sweaty nerds, right? <laughs> yeah, and you get to see I'm dying for, like, <laughs> being a- yelled at for, like, looking at a girl whose boobs are hanging out, for, <laughs> but she has them hanging out, <laughs> oh, and she's gee. in the, sh- she's there, and then you're not supposed to look at them.
0: But also, so they're, it's they're, pa- they're painted also, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, so
4: I who wants to deal with that? So let's just watch it from the comfort of our homes and then
0: uh, we we don't have to deal with any human contact. I mean, I think it's a fun way to see exclusive stuff from new movies that uh, I've been dying uh, to see some some footage. And uh, now how long are these things again? So the the San Diego one is going to be three days. It takes place July 22nd through 26th, the same days the convention would have gone on. So it's all virtual. This thing is one day, 24 hours, August 22nd. So they're not long.
4: That sounds like a lot to take in.
3: Yeah, I, I think we talked about it last week and I said that I wouldn't make it appointment viewing, but if there was something cool, then I'd make my make my way over to, to see it. Then
0: I mean, I think they'll draw a lot of people by saying. I just am going to wait for the YouTube clips. Me, yeah, it'll be uh, and then it will be on YouTube. It'll be chopped up in the little digestible doses. You know, I've have you guys. I felt like DC's been doing a lot of things with this HBO Max and Warner Brothers, and they're announcing this and that. And Marvel has been pretty quiet, even through like the, obviously they they got they can't really do anything, but.
3: Yeah, what, what can they do that? I don't
0: know. It's just like I, I want to see some new Marvel content or a peak.
3: How are they going to do that? I don't know. I guess it's
0: <laughs> not. I mean, Zach was able to give us this because he had it in his fucking hard drive on his I computer. mean,
4: you could make entire TV shows in CG without ever seeing another person. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, they can yeah. do
3: that.
0: The Rock is going to be at this thing. Will that, that it that's to just, tune in?
4: That's what makes CG like 3D CG shows like happen. Just, they're just like, we can't have actors anymore. Can't put people in danger. So we're just going to fucking make everything in 3D.
0: I did see an article that they said, like, some love scenes and romance scenes in the futures may and use CGI to, <laughs> to do. Really? Yes. Just like the snuggling and the sex scenes. Well, you, well,
3: that's stupid. That That's dumb. Just <laughs> test them yes. right before the love scene. Yes.
0: And then if you're both clear, you're clear. And you're
3: both clear. I guess. Or I don't, I, don't I, don't I, don't I don't care. I don't even care. That, that, that's so stupid.
0: <laughs> I'm excited for these fan virtual events. I want to the see some. That we
3: called it a love scene, too. How, how old are you? It's how, a love scene. Well, you're, you're scene. 75, I'm, I'm so incredible. that makes sense I like why the, you it I used to it a call it the naked part.
0: The nudie
4: bits. <laughs> the nudie parts. <laughs> nudie that's, magazine. That man. scene
3: where they made love.
0: Yes, you know where they passionately hey, uh, made love. I was
4: watching HBO unscrambled on, yeah. on my TV, <laughs> and I saw a nudie part. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I saw a body part. Uh, listener, let us know if you are excited for Zack Snyder's Justice League or any of these virtual events coming up. Try- or the virtual love scene, Or the virtual CGI love scenes that are going to look about as good as uh, mustacheless Henry Cavill in Justice League. Wow. Just gl- look forward
3: to floating. Or Imran's penis in that one <laughs> yes. video where you took off your pants and no I one's think- seen it yet. Th-
4: his penis is way better than the mustache well, That was animal.
0: CGI. If you look close, it floats
4: you around had a, a You
3: had a legit mustache yes, on your penis. there was. Yeah. There was. I didn't it have was, manscaped His back. mustache
0: <laughs> was real. This was before they invented the lawnmower. Every lawn. hair
3: on this penis is
0: real. Oh, uh, what was I saying? Join our Facebook group, <laughs> Jock and Nerd Nation, to get in touch and hang out with the listeners. Or you can email us, show at jockandnerd.com.
4: Always. The only
3: person that would get that joke is anyone that went to your. That listens your to the doesn't show. You no. it doesn't matter. You can imagine it. And have yeah, fun. <laughs> like,
4: you're laughing. You weren't there. I know. It's it just, was it's just so a funny film to me.
0: where I, yada, yada. <laughs> just, fill it
4: in. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It's
0: just Imran penis funny. It's just, that's all you need to no. know. <laughs> uh, it was CGI after after the fact. That's my defense. Uh, <laughs> moving on. Here is a segment that's simply called Everything Gets Pushed Back Again. Oh, shit. Uh, which is this thing to be happening. Tenant, you guys recall, yep. Christopher Nolan's tenant was trying to stick hard to this July 17th release date. He wanted to be the filmmaker that would bring people back to the theater. Well, he's still committed. He's still committed, but... Warner Brothers finally decided to move Tenet back. Oh, shit. But just two weeks to July right. that, 3rd. It's not a very
3: drastic move. It's He's not. They're still very well. gung ho about what this. I,
0: this is amazing about Nolan. I mean,
3: theaters are opening up at yes. the end of the month here in yes. Illinois.
0: Yes, yes. Uh, well, I'll, I'll tell you exactly when AMC is opening up, which is crazy. But this just speaks to the power of Christopher Nolan in Hollywood because Warner Brothers had said. We are opening we are open to pushing it back further, but we don't want to make Nolan mad and he really wants to be the first guy to bring people back. So he wants
3: to he wants to save movie theaters.
0: So what he's they're doing is tenant will open July thirty first and on July seventeenth they are re releasing Inception. Oh shit. And they're they because uh because I don't know to get people in because he still can but be the guy. You, okay.
3: Think about it. Yeah. Is there anything new? Sorry, I'm, I'm interrupting. No, is no, there anything ahead. new to Inception? No, but. So why would you go and risk your health to see a movie that you could have already seen seven years ago? It, however long it's
4: time? available like on demand. Yeah. Well, here's why.
0: They will be okay. revealing new footage from upcoming movies during the Inception re-release. This is their strategy. You might get a scene of the Batman. You might get a uh, trailer for Wonder Woman. This is what they're banking on. They're mm-hmm. combining people getting ready for a big Nolan movie with an old Nolan movie you've already seen, and here's some new footage from some shit, sneak peek of some uh, upcoming things. I don't well, know. I'll just wait for the next day when it's on the internet. I don't know if this is going to work. Yes. They
4: didn't think this is through.
0: Yeah. But that's just – Nolan is powerful. He's like, no, nah, no, nah, I want to be in July. And they're like, okay. <laughs> Even though we should probably move it back, who knows.
3: Well, Nolan's one of the only guys that can – do whatever he wants on screen yeah still yeah draw money yeah so. he,
0: yeah absolutely he has that much power if nolan was
4: spelled n-o-l-o-n he would be a palindrome
0: <laughs> but that would be no low that's a
3: very good point wait no <laughs> it doesn't mean anything no <laughs> land i would think the only other person that could, that
0: could do this would be like a james cameron or a Spielberg.
3: Cameron probably could do it. Uh, Scorsese, Scorsese if he just wanted to go back to theaters, could yeah, do it.
0: Yeah, yeah, But uh, Nolan is definitely the the newer, the younger of all of us. And that
3: uh, movie's name Alfred is. Alfred Hitchcock in his day could do oh, it. Oh, it's well, Tenet, I, is I, a I don't don't
0: Tenet. Tenet is a palindrome. Tenet is a palindrome. There you go. Oh. Way to work it in. We're still looking for the first dick joke. Did we do that? No, we already did it. It was my. We did penis. Your dick joke. That's right.
3: Oh, we talked and about yeah, my yeah.
0: penis. Yeah. I forgot Come about on. that.
3: Just because it's your penis doesn't mean it's not well, a joke. You no, know, it doesn't count. Yeah, it doesn't count. It's my <laughs> penis.
0: Uh, another movie that has blinked and moved is Wonder Woman, nineteen eighty four, moving now from its August release date to October second, twenty twenty, and with this helpful graphic that Blake Braden posted in our 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 group, Facebook group. It is now tied with new mutants that uh, with five different planned release dates apiece. Oh shit. I think
3: this is wild. I think
0: Godzilla's though. the same thing. Oh yeah, we'll get to that. Yeah, it is different. New mutants, the original. New mutants is going
3: to go ahead be and delay because it, it sucks. It's probably apparently.
0: Apparently it's good though. They're like, they're not reshooting it and they're like, nah, it's good. We're gonna put it out as is. But New Mutants was supposed to come out April of 2018. Is that first date. This Wonder Woman delays uh, – I don't – it was supposed to come out December 2019 originally. I don't know why it got pushed back. But anyways, that pushes back that. Bill and Ted Face the Music actually moves up to the old Wonder Woman release date, August 14th. Hmm. Okay, follow me? There's more. Warner Brothers wasn't done. Godzilla versus Kong, The Matrix 4, and uh, more have been pushed back as well. Mm. Godzilla vs. Kong that has, I believe it's rated PG-13, they announced that uh, it was supposed to come out November 20th of this year. It will now come out May 21st, 2021. Yeah, I think it's been moved at least five times. <laughs> yeah, Godzilla vs. Yeah, Kong well, has been pushed back.
3: That needs to be. They need to get that right. They probably won't.
0: That one started in May of this year and then got pushed in November no and now, shot. May but of next year. Uh, Matrix Four has been pushed from May of 2021 to April 2022. Whoa! Well, yes, a whole year. <laughs> oh shit! A whole, so they just
3: f- like they, I guess because they're just not done filming. Mm,
4: yeah, probably. Now, did yeah. you say whoa because you or was it a Keanu
3: nod? Whoa! whoa. No, I was legit. Whoa! Well, you were probably Keanu. <laughs> whoa! Nodding. Yeah. Well,
0: well, they're just they're just spreading out the Keanu sants. So we'll get Bill and Ted. Then I don't know if John Wick, uh, is still coming out the same time and matrix four and then some other movies so basically if they can open movie theaters these dates might hold now as we were just talking about this was just released today amc planning to open july 15th and also this week cinemark and regal also said they're planning to open mid-july with you know safety precautions a reduced seating capacity So AMC wants to resume operations in 450 of the 600 locations on July 15th and expects to be almost fully operational by the time Disney's Mulan debuts on July 24th and Tenet on the 31st. They're doing 30% seating initially. And then they will open that up. I don't know if they're going to block rows out. There's going to be new cleaning procedures, of course. See, of course yeah, they'll block
3: rows out, and you have to pick the certain spots. And-
0: so you can spread out hand sanitizing stations, contactless, cash-free concessions. However, they are also saying, like Cinemark did, we are not going to require moviegoers to wear a mask unless... How are you going to eat popcorn without with a mask oh, on? Oh, fuck. That's a good
4: point. Oh, That's shit. Their, they can't because... They need you to eat their food and pay
0: $10 for a dollar worth of popcorn. Okay, but they've also said that if they're, the theaters that are in uh, jurisdictions that it's mandated anywhere you're inside in public to wear a mask, you will have to wear a mask. So around sure. here, I will have to wear a mask you will have to wear if a mask, I go yeah. back. So how do you eat popcorn or drink uh, soda? Well,
3: you, you take it off. You, you just lower uh, it down up, and down. up and down. It's dark. You think someone's going to be patrolling around no, in the I, dark? No, I don't know. You think these? You think that 17-year-old <laughs> yes. kid with Pimples on his fucking face. You, you think these with you?
0: You think these <laughs> high school kids are gonna wipe down all the fucking seats in between? I find that uh, hard to believe. Fuck, no, I don't think so.
3: Do you? Well, we talked about this last week, but Rugs, would you feel comfortable going to a theater right now? No,
0: <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. no, I don't think I don't I don't I don't think
3: I'm ready. I, I, I said last week that I I wouldn't mind going. I would go. Yeah,
4: look, yeah. I'm not getting the corona. Like you can get it because you're a young and strapping boy, but. I'm old and brittle.
3: I actually it. don't think I would get it. I think I would still... I could I could find a seat that was by myself and be fine, I think. I think... And I'd wear a mask. Well,
4: at 30% capacity, you're going to have plenty Oh, you would of wear break. a mask throughout the film because you don't eat
0: during the films.
3: Right. Yeah. I don't even... Yeah, because... I have a small bladder, so if I drink or eat anything, I will go to the bathroom in the midst of the and film. I,
0: you know how I, I my my thoughts on popcorn. It's from the devil, and it should be banished. Who invented this? So- oh, oh, just yeah. like just well, just like you thought socks. Yeah, socks. Necessary. Also, it's a conspiracy uh, <laughs> from the garment company from the cotton industry. Uh but look, I don't eat, so I'd be okay. But if I was to go back for maybe 10, I I don't know. I still think it's it's too soon, and the fact that somebody could be there without a mask, I don't know. I, don't I went into a store the other day that yeah. had people in
4: it. Yeah. And I was like, whoa, this is a lot more people than it should be in here. Yeah, there's there's oh. people
0: are showing up to things now. I was getting nervous. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Gas like back it. up. People, things are getting oh. crowded now. I don't know. I get the fuck away from me. We'll see. They're opening a lot of shit in Chicago this week, last week, trails. I mean, if
4: someone's coughing, that's, that means I'm not getting anywhere near within 20 feet of you.
3: Eh, fair enough. That's it. A lot of trails. Maybe yeah. even the Oregon Trail The
0: Oregon Trail You're going to get dysentery don't, Dysentery Don't yeah. anybody you were,
3: Break the axle <laughs> you on your wagon You were eaten by a bear Was that one of them Yeah uh, You do get eaten by a bear you Sometimes so If you don't hit the bear correctly He'll, he'll you'll eat get you Oh bear. shit I didn't I forgot about it. It'll, it'll damage you But but if you hit the bear correctly You get a, like a shit ton of meat
0: so I was just a little bit I was like one year too old For like Oregon Trail For like the full Oh that was my jam I know I wish my sister would tell me about
3: it Never made it to Oregon no?
0: No, Did anybody ever finish the game? <laughs> I don't know i got to Play it. It's rigged. <laughs> they should bring that back for like PlayStation Five, PS Five, Oregon should. Trail, Ray Traced, Full Rendered. It's called Red Dead Redemption. It would, it would be too racist. It probably <laughs> what?
4: <would.
3: laughs> yeah, I guess it would glorify. Uh, I don't know. The North. Yeah, I don't know. I got nothing.
4: <laughs> I don't remember the story. <laughs> Listen, line. you can make anything racist now. Yeah, you it's can. True. It's true. Just if you, if mean, you try hard, hard enough, enough, you can.
3: Everything you could find a tie to something that yeah. was bad.
4: And they're doing it.
3: Gone with the wind. Did you guys see that's off? Yeah. The yeah gone on. with Are going to put it back gone. with a warning? They're going to put it back. Yeah, we talked about yeah, this last week. Yeah. but they're going to put well, it back uh, with a warning.
0: Well, uh, here's everything. What is about ra- Gandhi? Gandhi? Look. Gandhi is an incredible movie. Yes, Ben Kingsley is We're not Indian. Is not Indian. He's pretending he was, to be
3: Indian. He was tanned brown
0: to look Indian.
3: Oh, yeah. He's English. What? Yeah. But is it, doesn't, isn't he, he part? Doesn't he have brown in him? I think him? he no. does.
0: I think he's like maybe some Middle Eastern in him. But the dude becomes Gandhi in the movie. It is unbelievable. I suppose I they could have hired an Indian. I, I am pr- protesting Gandhi. God damn it! Uh, That's one of my favorite Racist. Movies.
3: I haven't Gandhi's seen Gandhi's actually. Racist. I haven't seen Gandhi since I was like in. And he sleeps kid. with little girls.
0: There's plenty. What the uh, fuck? There's plenty of Indian actors in the movie though. They're all in there. Anyways, Anthony, you know what else has got pushed back?
3: I I I'm, I'm ready for this like one. I'm a big the SJW Oscar guy. rug boy.
0: <laughs> is that your new persona? Jesus yeah. Christ! Get this. It's That's like it. he's a cinephile. Yep. Yes, I'm, a, I'm an SJW. Guy. I see. We're all trans. like We're it. all blossoming. Oscars 2021 pushed back by two months. It, I hate it. It was supposed to be what on lame on February 28th and is now moved to April 25th, 2021. Anthony, I
3: hate it. I'll tell you okay. why I hate it.
0: You're Mr. Oscar, a
3: big Oscar. Yeah, right now. you are anticipating this. So they're going to include movies, I think, from 2021.
0: As well, they should. They're expanding no. the window.
3: No, it should be from the year. No, but they, if if, yeah, if a I'm fucking the end pandemic end. happens, yeah. pick the ten movies that still
0: came out that year.
3: That came wow, out this you're year. A if twelve movies come out, pick ten. Give it. Give a chance. You have to pick to, fuck ten it, of them. Give birds of prey a chance. Whatever. So yeah. Wow. Suddenly he's, <laughs> he's the purest.
0: Yeah. Suddenly Mister Oscar Anthony is the purest. I like this.
3: I like this new Anthony. Give. Fuck I really look, do. If
0: I think if the
3: thing well, here's the re- wait. Let, let me just finish yes. my If you pick ten movies from this year and you go like legit from the year, yeah. maybe. Some shit like this indie film that no one watched that got released yeah. on because they're they're letting streaming yeah. now. Maybe some indie film that from chance. streaming will get some attention. Maybe mm. like some real independent artist. No, I, can see, will I mean, some I can attention. kind
0: of see that point, and that is a good point. You know, maybe the like, and maybe Birds of Prey. Yeah, <laughs> like, Bird, who cares? Bird's like, a pick it from the year. It kind of levels. It's what we got yeah pick what you got on one hand it levels the playing field if you kept to the calendar year but they're like there was a pause for months so we're going to extend the window
3: well they're doing it because all the film festivals are in the fall and that's when all the real heavy hitters are supposed to come out and none of those are going to come out on time so they're like well we're going to have a shitty roster, but fuck it. Have a shitty roster. Yeah, this sometimes
0: year. you got to pick out of the shit movies. Like what? Or maybe it's not it's a not, shitty yeah, roster. Maybe yeah. you
3: actually give some attention to some movies that wouldn't have gotten any attention. I think you can
0: argue. There's been some amazing
3: streaming only
0: movies released this year that should get the attention that's taken away from just because they've hey, been listen, in the theater.
4: They were there for us, right? When no entertainment was there. Yeah. Streaming entertainment was they, there. They for really us. were video. So let's demand.
0: fucking congratulate them. Yeah. It's almost like I guess I hate it. I hate it. Oh, I, hate it. <laughs> and I, I hate that I care Damn about so it because were you were you honestly were you looking forward to watch this now because you.
3: have Pro- I, I was very intrigued by what they were going to have yeah. as not potential nominees, and what could punch, what could win in 2021 for the 2020. Year.
0: Yeah, because you're probably going to end up watching a lot of the movies. I bet we can pick a lot of them. That will we be. probably
3: could have
4: all. I watched think it should be extraction yes. across yeah.
0: the board. Extraction wins everything. Yes, <laughs> that would have been amazing. So this year, also, they have announced they're setting up a task force to, quote, develop and implement new representation and inclusion right. standards for Oscars by eligibility by July 31st, 2020, it says.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Also, they're going to have a firm 10 Best Picture nominees guaranteed right. because I guess in the past you could have up to 10. You didn't necessarily right. – for two years for it two years. Been up
3: to 10, but then they dropped it so back. So
0: I like that they're forced to pick 10 because now like Birds of Prey or like a Marvel movie or something that –
3: well, it's not going to be implemented until 2022.
0: Oh, oh, till the next year. Oh, it is a Academy Aperture 2025 initiative. Right. Uh, okay. So, okay. Two,
3: Let me just give you some context. 2009 is when they started uh, pushing it to ten right. because the year before Dark Knight didn't get nominated, right. and that's basically yep, yep. What pushed it. Here's why I like ten. Not where they. Right now, it's it could be anywhere from five to ten, but most of the time it settles for seven or eight and nine. I think ten is a good number to get a wide range of films, yeah. not only like indie films yeah. but blockbusters. So, just here's an example: in 2009, the first year they had ten. Hurt Locker, yeah. kind of an indie film. Yeah. Avatar, big budget wow. film. Blindside, yeah, uh, big kind of a big budget film. District Nine, weird big budget film. Wow, that was an Education. Amazing. Wow, Inglourious Bastards, Precious, A Serious Man, Up, Cartoon, yeah. Up in the Air. So you and get a very wide air. range of different kinds yeah. of films when you have up to ten.
0: I like that. That makes it even harder to choose, like, who gets it out of that? Uh, who won that year? That was Hurt Hurt, no. Hurt Locker? Hurt Locker. Hurt Locker wow, Hurt Locker. Hurt Locker all, that
3: was the year Hurt Locker won, and it was the first film ever to, I think it was the lowest box office film ever to win an Oscar.
0: Wow, and District 9, a straight up, like, sci-fi, you know, yeah, movie. With, you get a wide range yeah, of shit
3: when you have to get to 10.
0: social issues. All right, well, we're going to have to wait uh, a little bit longer, and Oscars, shame on you, the jock says. It's the fact that I care this That's much hilarious. is hilarious. Really well, uh, last thing within
3: within less than four months, I've 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 changed my whole outlook on the Oscars. Boy, and Now I actually care. He's
0: grown so much. I
3: fucking loved it. He's grown yeah. so much. I love it's it. It's very strange. It is.
4: <laughs> uh, isn't that the great thing about education? Yeah. Just
0: watching shit. Yeah, I guess so.
4: Just like learning new things. It's just. Can change your whole perspective, and it's better than
3: reading books. Just watch movies. Well, the, the the big problem with yeah. <laughs> with caring about the Oscars is it's shown year after year that more less and less people are caring about the Oscars, and more and more people are writing it off as bullshit. Yeah. So I'm like jumping into at the, the, the wrong time.
4: Yeah, but I mean, I don't think that knowledge is bad. You know, That's true. You know, you you you've learned something, and you've you've opened another perspective of way of seeing things, and now you can appreciate things differently, even if it's not. Uh, for a ceremony, you still have those skills now.
0: I think That's this true. is a good time, also, because there is a shift these past few years. It's continuing. I think we're going to see a lot more diversity in the Oscars. Th-
3: that was part of the reason they went to ten to yeah. they want they want to potentially get another nominee that could be black or a woman. Yeah, women
0: directors, people of color. Like, that gives you more opportunity. So, I do think they are making good corrections. For the future, it may take a few years. Now, I don't really care about who wins the Oscars. Yeah. yeah.
4: I just think that getting nominated is good to actually bring attention to a film. Oh,
3: absolutely. absolutely. And Best I think marketing.
4: That that's the most important yeah. thing is that, yep. oh, if I watch the Oscars, I am not. I don't really give a fuck who wins, because uh, I think that's all a bunch of bullshit. It's subjective. But I'm like, oh, these are the things that they picked. I wonder why they picked them. And And mm. sometimes it's political, and sometimes they actually deserve it. And um, it's always interesting to see what they they shine a light on. I, I love
3: there is a, I was just gonna say, there is a financial benefit to getting nominated. If you like release your film, and you still have it released while the Oscars are happening you there's a, a considerable bump in sales
0: oh yeah yeah cuz like it happened to parasite
3: uh, it was still right. in
0: theaters oh yeah and you could put it on the poster and it's the best and it gives you a nice list of movies to go and watch i love watching the oscars and like watching the movies and just being like he should get it when they do like best actor trying to guess and being so you actually wrong
3: have cared in the past
0: i've cared many years of the oscars wow. yes. oh yeah me too oh yeah wow I would watch fully invested guy. That's the bullshit. I try and have-
4: watch uh, uh, as many Oscar movies as I can. Yeah. That I'm interested in. Yeah. Mm. Like if I really don't feel any interest towards something, I probably won't check it out unless like it's on cable or something. And I come across and go, let me give this about 10 minutes. And then <laughs> if it hooks me. Then it hooks me. So
0: yeah. Okay. Last thing in the news, Anthony, I threw a jock thing in here.
3: Oh, thank you. Because
0: this is crazy. Do you know, is this... The NBA is going to finish its season inside Disney World?
1: Oh, shit. Yeah, I knew it. <laughs> this
0: that. is a thing? What are the... I got some crazy details. What do you know? What are your thoughts? Well,
3: they're going to be living inside of a bubble. A bubble. And in Disney World, and there's a lot of luxury items that they're going to be that, or have for them to make this as much of a paradise as possible without any contact with anyone.
0: Holy shit. So it's... The players, their family, the staff, a the, uh, uh, bunch of people going to have to go there. Uh, it says here they're going to regularly test people. And if someone tests positive, they'll remain uh, in isolation for 14 days. They'll have to t- test again. They're going to use video technology to help with contact tracing. So they're going to fill their smart rings that will tell you if you were in contact with someone. Uh, of course, masks and stuff. But here's the part. This is the part that really bugged me. The teams will stay at three resorts. So Disney, of course, loving this. They need the fucking business. They need people in their resorts. They're staying. Part of the amenities is they will get movie screenings, including unreleased Disney movies. Like they may actually get to watch Black Widow. Oh shit. Before anybody else. And I'm like, okay, hold on. This is not fair now. Now I'm now I'm upset at the fucking Disney World NBA bubble. Yeah. They got everything already. <laughs> They got food teams, uh, culinary teams there, and uh, it's kind of crazy. So it's a giant bubble. Yeah, it's kind of like a biodome, and there's no
4: poly (laughs) shore. Is
0: this gonna work, Anthony? What do you think? No,
3: it's gonna be a very interesting experiment. Um, If this ends up working, it could be really huge for sports. Florida is seeing an uptick in cases. That's the problem. But this bubble. It's a bubble. I'm interested to see how it plays out. This is legitimately, what is it, the Truman Show? Yeah. Yeah, where everything's but controlled. With, with 20, uh, I think it's like 24 teams. Yeah. Something like that. So Wow. It'll be interesting. I don't know. So
0: it will be a closed, a monitored, surveilled environment where everything is filmed. Uh, nothing is real. It, it is
3: kind of like a... Surveillance state. Totally everyone is. has to do things at certain times. They can only go to certain places. I volunteer but they're getting tribute. paid tribute. I play <laughs>
0: volunteers. Uh, wow. Players will be told not to spit or clear their noses, wipe the ball with their jerseys, lick their hands, or touch their yeah. mouths unnecessarily. While we talked playing.
3: about it on Jock Talk, and it was one of the you supposed things. To I think that? Blake brought yeah. it up, and he was like, You could play ping pong, but you can't play doubles ping pong. No yeah. can play one It's yeah. on
0: Good point. <laughs> Uh, you'll have to improvise. Wow, this uh, this bubble this uh, this will be interesting. Like, to how watch. do you play
4: basketball without sweating on someone? Yeah, you're gonna be up against. Well, each they're other. gonna
3: get tested every other day. Must be nice. So if you get if you test positive, then you'll Must be nice.
0: They got tons of
3: tests and for them. The, the, theoretically, you shouldn't get positive because you're living inside this bubble.
0: So, and is there a thing where some uh, is it required for players to show up, or they can opt out of it?
3: You so yeah, that's all One of the negotiations is there's players that. They're figuring out what. What if a player doesn't want to do yeah. it? Yeah, because he's he's has an autoimmune deficiency, sure. or his family that are in danger.
0: Well, I saw like MLB players and football players testing positive here and there. So yeah, uh, so uh, has it gone away? Yeah, and the sports really haven't started. Really, sort of. They have, I guess. I don't know. This could be interesting. The bubble's great. Well, gang, my balls was hot. You know what that sound means time for a break time for our uh, shout out our sponsor for for oh, this month that, and man. this episode <laughs> manscape anthony you went to uh you, last week you said you, you're going out to bars things are happening you got to be all yeah you know you go, you
3: go out to bars and you might meet that lucky number one or number two uh-huh. or whatever the hell that person we is what. to you and you take them back and they see the amazon rainforest down there and you're in trouble so you won't make love with you then no, well, back to
0: making love.
3: Oh, I don't shit. think you're ever making love at that <laughs> point, but the lawnmower 3.0 can definitely put you on your way to getting closer to that love. So I'm a big fan of the lawnmower 3.0. I know Imran owns one as oh, well. that's fantastic. He likes to shave his balls in the middle of the night with just the nightlight on from the lawnmower yeah, it's, 3.0. It's you want to talk about yeah, that?
0: Yeah, lulls. when I can't sleep at night, and insomnia is hurting. Uh, a nice ball shave, nice tingle puts you right to bed, people. Just, Especially in the dark. Yes, and that's why you need that LED light and uh, right. the ceramic blade doesn't get hot, get hot. It's, gotta and use, it's great because yes. Imran's got to shave the front of his dick too. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta draw something on there. It looks like. Is a bat symbol. Imran's the only guy in
3: the world that has to shave his head on his penis.
0: Yeah, I'm, I could be a Wolverine. <laughs> I could be a werewolf. Anyways, we've got a code just for you, listener. Visit manscape.com. Use the promo code Jock and Nerd. Jock <laughs> and Nerd! You'll get 20% off and free shipping. And I mean, these are high end. Beautiful grooming products. If, like, Apple made a g- male grooming products, this is what it would look like. This is how nice these things feel in your hand uh, and uh, make your junk look good. So, there you go. Your balls, well, thank you. Rugs, shave your balls for me will you uh, okay i'll send you this the clippings. send me yeah. the before and after photo
3: <laughs> can you donate the clippings to someone that needs hair
0: yeah oh they can make a wig out of that
3: yeah, right
0: there's lots of people. yeah i got a lot all right there. great yeah but manscape.com jock and nerd 20% off free shipping you,
3: you'd you have like a grass clippings wig wig
0: <laughs> like a hula wig a little hula dancer uh that looks great you get, did you get a new hair piece <laughs> Looks fantastic. We just need a few more people use this Why code. is the
3: length on your hair not longer than the millimeter?
0: <laughs> I use the number one blade. Uh...
3: <laughs> Why do you have millimeters of hair stacked on one another as your hair? Help us out, listener. Use the <laughs> code and we will
0: get to talk about balls all the time. Let's take a quick break right here. Play some promos and come back and review Spike Lee's newest film right after this. After these messages.
1: Keep back Transmission commencing.
3: This is Wookie Radio, translated for the Wookiee parent. I like that Wookie. Your hosts Ken, Derek and Mike bring you the latest news and commentary from the far reaches of the
0: galaxy.
1: Uh, hold it. Hold it. I said hold it.
0: Subscribe today on iTunes and Stitcher.
1: I just assumed you're some Wookie.
0: Start listening
1: today and remember, the force will be with you. Always. Do you watch Friends? Do you watch How I Met Your Mother? Then, then you, you should listen, listen to, to How I Met, Met Your, Your Friends. Hi, I'm Kathleen. And I'm Julie. And we are the ladies behind How I Met Your Friends, the podcast that explores the similarities
3: and theories of Friends and How I Met Your Mother.
1: Every week, we watch an episode from each show and dive deep into the crossovers and catchphrases. So if you've ever noticed the similarities between these fantastic shows, come check out our podcast. You can reach us on social media at How
3: I Met Your Friends Pod. Or email HowImetYourFriendsPod
2: at gmail.com.
0: Listener, if you like the show, you may even love the show. You may want to make love to the show. If you want to make love to the show, join our fan club. I don't know. I'm just call callback. It doesn't make sense. Shoehorned. Join our fan club, jockandnerd.com slash Patreon, where you can support us monetarily. And everyone gets bonus content for as low as a dollar a month in an exclusive podcast feed where the shows come out early and there's a sports show called jock talk with Chaz Hebbard. their bottom is is very weak uh, new episode this week with a very special guest anthony
3: yeah blake braden oh, I, mean, shit, I think i mentioned him tired. earlier blake braden was on the show and he gave us his expertise on how covid is affecting college athletes
0: uh also more corona binge reports uh, yeah. short movie reviews. There's look. If you are new to the Patreon, there's hours and hours of bonus bullshit to listen to. Oh shit! It will keep you busy this week. Uh, Anthony, what'd you put up? Corona Benjamin. I only
3: did one. Okay. Hacksaw Ridge. I believe that's free.
0: That is free for everyone to listen to.
3: Yes, but I did. I did put that up. Thank you, Seth Morgan, for the kind donation. Hopefully, you guys enjoy my, visit, my mini review. Visit the Patreon page.
0: Anyone can listen to it. And rugs, you uh, sent in three. That's right, three Corona binge reports. I got two more coming. All right, what what did you send in? Uh, the Art of Self Defense. Ah, uh, the Jesse Eisenberg movie.
4: Yeah, uh, Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, which is Tom oh. Hanks. Yes, yeah, Mr. Rogers. And Terminal, which is Margot Robbie. Not Tom Hanks Terminal, The Terminal. I know. Isn't it weird that they, yeah,
0: there's a lot of (laughs) movies named Terminal. How original? (laughs) With the same name. Uh, You can check out all that stuff just by joining the fan club. And you can get stickers and t-shirts and lots of other fun stuff. JockandEarn.com slash Patreon. If you give us $10 a month or more, you can force us to watch and review any movie. We are not doing that this week because we have an amazing new movie from one of my favorite filmmakers to review. We're gonna get right to it. It is the Five Bloods from Spike Lee on Netflix. Here is your spoiler alert.
4: Trap yourselves in, you fucks! Spoiler time.
0: This is Spike Lee's, uh, I counted them, twenty fourth feature film. Yes, uh, one of one of the greatest living directors we have on Rotten Tomatoes. This straight to Netflix movie. Is at 92 percent. Wow, uh, holding strong 7.96 out of 10. Uh, the average rating, uh, no box office because it didn't come out of theaters, but it was made for an estimated 35 to 45 million dollars, making this one of Spike Lee's most expensive films, which is uh crazy. He doesn't spend a lot of money.
4: Well, his movies are not really effects heavy or
0: anything, they're not, no, they're their story, their character, their uh, actor and performance. Uh, this one directed by Spike Lee and written originally script was written by Danny Bilson and Paul DeMeo in two, 2013. Uh, the script later reworked by Spike Lee and his buddy, Kevin Wilmot.
3: It was who, a, originally supposed to be about some white people,
0: white uh, Vietnam yeah. vets. Yeah. Yes. And he takes the initial concept and makes it from the black experience. Uh, him and Kevin Wilmot also wrote black Klansman. Uh, and Spike, I believe, gives us one of the only films from uh, the black view of one of the only Vietnam movies from a black veteran point of view. If you don't count Dead Presidents in 1995, which was kind of about uh, yeah, Vietnam, vets coming back.
4: Feeling fucked up by the system and they have to right. resort to bank robbery and
0: stuff. So it's not the only one, but it's this is clearly one of the most high profile and you don't, you know, war movies are generally... Very much told from the white perspective. Anthony, you saw this most recently. Did I? I think so. You saw okay. it. Yes. Out of all of us, I'm saying. You're f- yep. It's fresh. So give us the patented jock plot uh, recap, and then just go with your opening thoughts into the movie.
3: Sure. So it's about four African-American dudes that served in Vietnam that visit Vietnam now to go back and collect their dead bodies soldier's body, their friend, who's makes up the fifth of their group, the, f- the Five Bloods. And in addition to getting his body, they also are looking to rediscover the treasure that they have found uh, back in Vietnam that they buried, and they want to lay claim to it, cool. and they run into some obstacles along the way.
0: Wait, before you give me your opening thoughts, I forgot to tell you who's in the movie. Oh, okay. it's, it's important. This movie stars Delroy Lindo. I love Delroy Lindo. Jonathan Major's uh, Clark Peters, Norm Lewis, Isaiah Whitlock Jr., uh, Melanie Thierry. Then he got the Swedish dude Jasper Pachoud. Then he got a bunch of Vietnamese actors: Johnny Nguyen, Win. I don't know how you say that. Is it Win? Win. When it's Win, right? When it's N G U. Yeah, it's Win. It's Win. Johnny Win, Lam Win, and Jean Reno, the uh, professional hitman himself, and also Chadwick Boseman. Very important. Playing Storm and Norman. uh So Delroy Lindo plays Paul. Jonathan Majors plays David. Clark Peters is Otis. Norm Lewis is Eddie. And these are uh your four returning Vietnam what? vets. And then Melvin is the son, right? That's Paul's son. Was his yep. name Melvin? Isaiah Woodluck is Junior.
3: Uh, no, 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 no. It's not Melvin. Um, David. David. Oh, Jonathan
0: Majors, Jonathan is, Majors is, David, is David, his David. son. So it's the four of them and Paul's son, Delroy Lindo's son. Yep. Uh, Amazing cast. Okay. What did you think of the latest Spike Lee joint?
3: I think this is a very interesting film. I think this film is kind of a smorgasbord of different themes, different ideas. You know, it's a heist. It's kind of like an adventure film. It's a war film. It's a commentary on the the black experience in Vietnam. Uh, There's in the intersplice, very real graphic images of things. Um, It's a lot of different things. I was a. I I, first off, I say I I think it's very interesting and I liked it, but I I kind of was expecting a little bit more of a deeper commentary on things, Mm. and I feel like if it wasn't for the real footage spliced in, Mm -hmm. I think it's not as deep as I would have preferred it. Mm. So I think yeah. I think it's I think it's good and I think it's a very interesting film and I think there's a lot to digest and talk about in this review but I also think it can be viewed as kind of a mess.
0: Okay, I see that. Yes, absolutely. Towards the so end. I'm there's... interested
3: to hear what you guys think because I think it'll shape I still have a lot of yeah. thoughts about yeah. this film.
0: Uh Rugs, you want to go next? What do you think?
4: Well, okay, so let's let's do this um in the uh traditional rugby review uh analysis. You think about why is this movie made? Where did it come from, and what did the director? Was the director even a part of this? And yes, it's this is a Spike Lee film. He's talking about how he feels through this movie, and it's very personal to him. And I really appreciate the director's vision. I really think that um, he created something that was very powerful, but. I also agree with Anthony. It is very sloppy and disjointed in places. And the fact that, that if you take that footage out, it just becomes a regular kind of mundane movie with, with some powerful things in there. But Mm. I think that what really lends is the history is the actual true deal. Like that's what really gets you to stand up and feel like when I saw, like, and I was like, was that necessary? With like, I'm watching this movie. I'm like, I'm watching a movie about this fake story about people that didn't actually exist going into, and they're using this story to tell um, important things about history and about, uh, and about this experience. But then I'm subjected to seeing like a dead kid. Yeah. And I was like, Ooh, I, I don't like this. Yeah. I don't like that. You're, that you're subjecting me to this. Um, It's not, you're not, I feel like they're not really playing by the rules, but it's, I guess that's what he's doing. He's meant to make
0: you uncomfortable. Yeah. Maybe.
4: Yeah, I know. But it's just like it's faces of death. Like, I don't want to see that. That's I feel like that's I felt like that was in. um, I don't know. It just felt like wrong for me to see that. Like not. I don't click on those things on YouTube. I don't go to see those movies. It's like all of a sudden if I went to took my kid to see a Disney movie and then there was a fucking blowjob in the middle of it. It's It's, like, yeah, (laughs) I felt like it was just like, all right, this is like uh um it's you know, even if it was a cartoon blowjob, it'd probably be better. <laughs> um but um if it was a real people blowjob. Mm-hmm. So uh, basically I'm going to see a movie about a fictional thing. Yeah. And then being uh and, and I feel like these things were like a little bit too much. Yeah, but
0: that's Spike I, Lee. That's Spike I, Lee I movie. Don't, you know I he's know, but do like that.
4: I feel I feel like if I knew about that, I probably wouldn't want to watch this film. I would have like, I don't want to see dead kids ever. Yeah. Like I don't want to see dead children. It
0: maybe should have been a little bit of a warning because some of the yeah. images that pop up are it's tri- extremely graphic me.
4: and shocking. It, it, it triggered me, and now I have this image in my head I could never get rid of. And like I do think it's ballsy that he did that, and I do respect that he did that. But I
0: just was like, "Whoa!" Like that's that's crazy. You don't forget the atrocities of the Vietnam
3: War. Let me. Let me can I comment before you give your thoughts? Yes. Um I think he did it better in Black Klansman because he threw it at the end. Whereas this one, I think he enters like within the beginning. You see the the that famous shot of the guy getting shot in the head and yeah, bleeding the out Kong. through the fucking head. And, was, and you see the dead, uh, yeah. dead kids. Yeah, I, it, for me, it felt like without that stuff, the film is kind of its own thing. But he threw that in to elevate the film it's context. But I don't. But I I felt I just it felt kind of haph like not haphazard, but just felt fine. Of, it didn't feel as woven in. Mm. As it did with like black clansmen. And my other point would be like, for me, I kind of, it kind of reminded me of Parasite in that like there was a tonal shift, but Parasite for me was more woven in and more um, or, seamless. Organic. Whereas this, I could tell like, oh, I, I literally during the movie, I'm like, oh, this is the part where he wants us to be feeling something. Yeah. Oh, this is the part where it's an adventure. Oh, like it was too noticeable for in me. And
4: Parasite, it was all part of the same fake story that you were watching. Right. Right. But here we're watching a fake story about fake people.
0: With the real It'd be one thing stuff. if we're
4: watching a retelling or a reconstruction or a dramatization of something that we saw, and then all of a sudden we see, uh, like the you know, like it's like they use they do it in JFK movies where they use the footage of JFK. I always yeah. find that in poor taste. Yeah. Like, why not just recreate it and like make it fake? Yeah. You know, um, I don't want to watch an actual person lose their life. Uh, you know, when George Floyd, it was, I couldn't watch that either, yeah. you know? So it's like, I don't want to see that and it, and children with their faces half blown off. I feel like that image, I could never get it out of my head. Mm. And like, mm. it's not something I would go, wa- would want to see. But anyway, with that said, I felt a little assaulted in that way uh, while I was watching the film. But at the same time, I do respect why he did it. And I think it was powerful, but I do think that him putting those things into the film because, like, like, what is this movie really about? It's about a bunch of guys going to try and get gold
3: right. and their
4: friends' bones. And, and, and one
3: guy gets gets loses his mind.
4: Yeah, and then one guy is kind of like, you know, he's lost his mind a long he time ago. But it starts the, yeah. He has PTSD. Yeah, but this, this whole experience brings it to a head. So I understand that, like, maybe um, we have to understand the atrocities that he's seen, but... Like, we watch m- millions of movies where guys have come back from the war and they've been fucked up, and we've kind of gotten the gist of it without that, and um, if every movie did that, then they would seem powerful.
0: <laughs> I, but I kind of disagree. We've never seen a film that centers on the black Amer- African-American experience. No, but that's, Vietnam that's an interesting viewpoint,
4: and, and that's that's something that needs to be explored. Yes. But now we're showing dead kids. That's That, that doesn't really speak yeah. to their their i can understand if
0: it, i don't know the dead kid thing i just so or, you know he there he's tying in the way the v like i also like there's a lot of like that for in me like look
4: he did this great scene yeah in the boat where the guy's trying to sell him the chicken yeah absolutely yeah, great scene. Yeah. that was fucking brilliant yeah all right he didn't need like he could have just done it with you know what i mean yeah. without that other stuff yeah so um he can make great like that's the reason why I think it's uneven because you have such a fucking brilliant scene like that. Yeah. And then you have the scene where Delroy Lindo and his son are up against the rock cause they hear something. Yeah. And then it looks like you're watching like a, like a, like a B movie. Yeah. <laughs> I agree.
3: It, I do. I agree with that. A lot. And
4: the music was out of, it just looked, the music was weird and very it, weird. It was, it was just like, not like, it was like trying to make a good moment when it wasn't. So I felt it was very uneven where you have this like that like that scene of him with the chicken yeah. is the best scene and, and him maybe going into the jungle at the end and losing his mind yeah. is also very good. Yeah. yeah. Um and that that's where
0: those are the two scenes that make this film. I mean Delroy Lindo killed it. That's definitely an yeah. Oscar nomination I, I in agree. his future. He is the standout. For me, I really, I really like this movie. I was I thought I found it very ambitious. Maybe a little too ambitious, but it's. I found it energetic, impactful, educational, urgent, and super timely. He does blend a lot of genres, and part of me enjoyed seeing Spike Lee do an action movie, do a heist movie. I think it is a little bit all over the place. It is a little unfocused. It's not perfect. It has its flaws. But I think he pulls it. He holds the movie together well from beginning to end. He's doing like a pastiche. Yeah. All right? He's doing like a...
4: Kind of like a Quentin Tarantino, like taking yeah. you through in, into his mind, yeah, and yeah, yeah, and yeah. you know, I always, what am I calling him out because he, he just does it on a a level that everybody knows what he's doing it when he's doing it, and so he's doing kind of the same, he's doing his version of that, which you know, you could say that he did it first, maybe I don't know, yeah, he's kind of taking you through his whole grasp of the situation, and I feel like it is a very personal film, and that's why I think it's great. Um, and, and it is energetic. All those things that you're saying, you're you're right on the money, Imran. But I also think that there is there is some weird stuff
0: here and there. And maybe the runtime, it is a long a movie. Like it, maybe it could have been tightened up. But let's back to the opening montage. I found this super interesting because, again, all you're saying about putting the real clips in, this is Spike Lee. If you ever watched Malcolm X or any of his other yeah. historical movies, he does this. He opened the movie how he usually ends his movie. I think you mentioned this, Anthony. I yeah, thought that Black was Clan. super, super powerful to see Muhammad Ali make those comments about why he wouldn't go fight, setting everything in context. However, I was fucking shocked. You know that cla- the famous photograph of the Viet Cong guy being yeah. killed. i seen the photo they rolled the whole clip.
3: I've seen the footage before. And but, I was yeah.
0: like, oh shit, I wasn't expecting to see that. And and that fucking sticks with you.
3: But here's the thing. I don't want to dwell on it too much because there's a lot of things to talk about. Yeah, yeah. But kind of as Rugboy mentioned, without that footage, this film on its surface, mm. is it touches upon the black experience yeah. of Vietnam. And I get that. But it's also kind of what we talked about. It's, really an adventure story it's in a the heist jungle. movie it's a heist right. movie it, so you add that footage yeah it changes it. it it changes it but it, i don't feel like that footage is in line with what the rest of the tone of does the movie does it was.
0: elevate it or does it add to it at yeah, all well, the black
4: clansman seems more relevant right because it's like um integral yeah to the whole right. entire story right here it's like they're going to kind of get treasure and find their friend and Kind of get into gunfights with people and stuff, and it's all politically driven. You know, it's all driven based on the fucking mess that we were in going in there as a country, and not be. We shouldn't have been there. Yeah, like, we no. should not have been there. No, it was not our fucking problem. Why was were we mistake. there? It's yeah. so dumb that we were sending people, regardless of their race, to die. And it's even more egregious that you're sending people that you don't even treat like human beings right. here to go die for the country that doesn't even fucking respect them. It's
0: fucking heinous. So you saw that in the, the Hanoi Hannah radio program, right. which was pretty accurate. This is she would talk to the black G.I. saying, why are you fighting for the U.S.? I did not know that that's how uh, they found out Martha Luther King was assassinated through Hanoi that Hannah. That's so fucking that's that was another crazy. great scene. Yeah, too. That's a great scene. So let's OK. Two things I want to get into the multiple aspect ratios and the flashbacks. Uh two very important things, really awesome things he does in this movie. Uh uh let's just start with the flashbacks. Spike saved a lot of money, but I think more importantly, thematically, does not de age the actors around Chadwick Boseman. I,
3: I have a I have a comment on that.
0: I do too. I think it's kind of works on multiple levels. What do you think, Anthony?
3: I don't think it works. No? it took me out of it, 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 it initially me, it, looks, it does i was like this weird me, <laughs> to me to me although he tries to keep those guys in the shadows yeah. for most of it i thought it was weird initially yes uh, to me it, it looks like a bad skit
0: i think to me when you watch the movie you realize the war never left them these guys never left the war this is uh, the flashback as a memory this is almost how they see themselves back well, then
4: as they are now i understand what he it. was trying to do and i'm okay with it i guess but like i was like Okay, that's a weird way to go about it. I would have liked to feel that friendship and seen a more innocent side of them mm-hmm. and seeing this kind of like young version of them before. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like that that vulnerability is not there.
0: So he could have recast so, them instead of spending all the money. Well, like Yeah, in the I mean, I don't think I don't think the aging is
4: the way to go. No. I think that a recast, recast. Would probably would have worked better. But. Um, it's but on purpose
0: it is on purpose that he did that and it's but you don't i'm just saying you you lose the vulnerability of the characters true it a was bit. and i was like this weird why are they playing themselves but it's strange but at the me. end i was like look there that war, like, war never okay, left okay, them you see
4: delroy lindo yeah as this fucked up yeah like, jaded to the point of wearing a maga hat which they never explain
0: by the no way. they do paul is a he's a trump voter there's a conversation in the beginning that says he, he kind of was just so pissed at the way he was treated and it's kind of a fuck you. He went and voted for Trump. Uh, but there are a lot of people like this in the country. Like this is not, you know, it seems weird. Sure. I thought that was weird too. I was like, fucking Paul's a Trump Yeah, voter? but I
4: think they they, they they barely scraped the surface yeah, of it's Yeah, it, it could have been very complex. And it was like complex. a major, it, it was a major thing in the film that he was wearing that and pissing yeah. his friends off. Yeah. So anyway, so they're, they're, that's like kind of like a thing that I wish they would have went into a little bit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's this hardened dude to the point where he, and you never get to see him as anything else. Yeah. So you don't see mm-hmm. like a growth mm-hmm. of character. You don't see anything of a change. So I think that he did that because he wanted the best actor to play this guy. And he did cause Delroy is, the, is killing he's it all the, the whole best. time. Yeah. But at the same time, now we're kind of robbed of the experience of him being this vulnerable dude and kind of growing and being a different thing. See,
0: I think you get the relationship from how they talk about Storm and Norman. They, they go, he was our Martin, he was our Malcolm, and this was a guy that clearly they looked up to that would tell them what to do. Uh, right. So I got it, you know, even without that.
3: I liked, first off, Chadwick Boseman basically as a cameo in this movie. I, re- I thought he was going to be in it way more. Yes,
0: I can talk, I know a little bit about that.
3: But for me, the D, the them being old yeah. and then taught them talking so reverentially about yeah. storm and Norman. Yeah. But then you have the flashbacks where they're still looking old. <laughs> it just didn't, it's not congruent, right? Like you're like, you're talking reverentially, reverentially but about this their, guy, It's their memory. But you look I mean, 30 years old because the in guy. their
0: heads, this is what the flashback, the memory I, I, looks I, yeah. like. I mean, I, I, I
3: understand think it,
0: but I understand
4: it from an artistic standpoint, why he chose to do that. And it does. he, as I said, he basically wants to, you see they ne- that they've never, they can't ever go back to that innocent person. That they were. Yep. Yep. All right. yep. And that's a statement. So, but yep. you know, you make a choice, you, you're making a choice and you're, you're, you're choosing one thing over another. So is that choice, is that choice the best choice or is that the choice that is going to make the best film? I don't know. I don't know. I don't have no idea what we would have gotten but I just know that. I'm not a hundred percent behind it. I'm just like kind of like, I'm gonna I'm
0: gonna say I'm about like seventy percent behind it. I'm like, mm. I'm, it's. I mean, that's the thing. That, mo- mostly behind. That's it. the ambition of this movie. Like he swung at it. You know, he Super swung for the fences. He's like, fuck it, let's do it. And I respect that. Yeah, I respect what he did. But you know, we're talking about a film. We're
3: analyzing a
4: film. Sure. Yeah. So,
0: no. Of course.
3: Yeah, I, I would agree. I. I think I actually am going to give this a good rating. Mm. I, I all, also very much respect everything I saw on screen. And I was like, I haven't seen anything really like this. Yes. So I, I, I respected that. And Rugboy boy mentioned the scene. First off, Delroy Lindo is amazing and he should definitely be in the consideration for an Oscar. But the scene with the, the chickens on the boat is fucking amazing. Yeah. Also, I mean, the scene where the dude, the, the dude that's, um, rich but then i forget what his name but then isn't isn't really rich and blows up oh yeah movie flips uh, on a dime right there great, and i go dude. holy shit i think that was yeah, that, eddie that
4: him being with the arms off didn't look good at either either uh, no, no, that, that, looked, was convincing. that looked really bad so, like, okay that's that thing another thing really that's another that thing after you show a real dead kid yeah you show this, you can't like, have bad... shitty fucking effects you had
0: 45 million dollars to work with that's you not can't. a lot they shot on location you can't in Southeast do that Asia. in like
4: a, a b-movie like uh set up can
0: i just tell you another super tense scene for me because they set up the mine the he meets the people who remove mines and then yep. the fucking dude walking around with a metal detector i was like oh fuck They're, they didn't bring those mine people in for no reason i'm just waiting for him to fucking oh. walk and and that didn't happen but i when the guy picked up the gold was walking backwards i could i called it i was like oh this is where yeah, it's going to def-
3: happen. you could definitely feel something was yeah. I, actually even though I, I have a lot of nice things to say about this movie. Yeah, there are flaws, uh, but there are, yes. there's That, that mine scene <laughs> yes. is super contrived because, <laughs> number one, first off, dude takes a piss, finds the gold. Yeah. The kid's okay, son. So okay, this, that's, yes. that's really random. Instantaneously, yeah. You know, instantaneously, yes. finds the gold. First shot, looks, yeah. finds the gold. Yeah. Second yeah. thing, yeah. the kid, the son, David, yeah. meets the the French lady who happens to be a, a mine disarmer yes and then she right. meets her the to night sh- before yes then they go into the middle of the fucking rainforest yes like five, five miles in yes and they run into them again just when they need just someone to help standing the mine. it's on the super line. contrived so we would call this out in any goddamn movie no, we have to call absolutely it out
0: those are my two big complaints of the flaws is it was a few too many conveniences so lazy you're telling me where the guy decides to take a shit that's where the fucking gold is yeah i know they i was gonna say that too but yes you know how you
3: solve the mine thing yeah just don't have David meet the French girl the night before yeah, in the bar. Yeah, 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 No, Just have the mind people show well, up. That whole mine, but the fact that he meets them the night before and you know that there's mind people in the, the story. Whole, yeah.
0: The whole mind. Makes it, makes it really. That correct. whole subplot seemed very forced. And I was like, mm, I don't like that. There was only. And there's another one I'll get into later. But back to things that were amazing. The when the aspect ratio is switching and the quality of the movie. Uh, changes, it, I thought this was fucking brilliant. Uh, I'm just going to break down. There was three to four different aspect ratios When in the beginning when they're in the present day cities. It's shot completely digital. They're doing an ultra-wide letterbox. It's a 2.39 by one ratio. So it's super wide, uh, and Spike did that because it was great for featuring The four leads in the composition. Instead of cutting the close-ups, if you notice, they're just—it's always like the four guys in the shot. The Vietnam flashbacks. This was gorgeous. The cinematography. So you also get an Oscar nomination. Fucking beautiful movie. The Vietnam flashbacks were filmed in sixteen millimeter film in a square TV format. One point three three. By one, shot to look like news footage. It's grainy, handheld, high contrast because Vietnam was the first movie people watched on TV. It was fought on TV. Spike mentions that he watched this first war when he was little.
3: You meant you meant first war on TV.
0: The first war fought on TV. What did I say?
3: You said first movie.
0: <laughs> first movie. But Spike would have grown up watching Vietnam footage.
3: What, Imran, can I say something real yes. quick? Yes. In there? I, I agree that the cinematography is really good at times. Yeah, I yeah. think it's super inspired in some scenes, yeah. and then in other scenes, like Rug mentioned, it looks it like looks a B movie. movie. Yeah, I'll and I that. also think yeah. there's some scenes that look really tropical. Yeah, and some scenes where they're in the forest and it looks like they're shooting in California. They shot or all Oregon. of that
0: in Southeast Asia, I believe. On location.
3: I, I just don't think... They, some of the some of the location sets didn't look right, and some of the cinematography at times okay. is quite lazy. As, and then there's sometimes when it's spectacular.
0: So then another spectacular moment, when you get to the present-day jungle, it opens, it's a slit, and the movie opens vertically full, 16 by 9 on my screen. It expanded, filled the whole screen, and you have this beautiful, lush uh, Viet- Vietnam mountains in the background, and then... Technically, the fourth aspect ratio is that uh, super eight uh, handheld camera that he had on the right. boat. They they show you different. But I found out that Spike had to fight Netflix to let <laughs> him spend money on shooting the Vietnam flashbacks in sixteen millimeter film, which is kind of. Weird and shitty because they gave Scorsese $150 million to de-age those old motherfuckers. They didn't want to give him more than $45 million. Here was the other tricky thing about doing it in film. This is why they didn't want to do it. First of all, like you said, they only had Chadwick Boseman for two weeks to shoot all his cameos. There's no lab in Vietnam to develop the film. So they shot everything and they did not know what it was going to look like until they had to fly it out of there and develop it. So the, I think Netflix thought it was a little risky. Why not shoot it digital and make it look like 16 millimeter film? It's not the same. If you're like a real hardcore purist, it's the difference between like a vinyl record and a CD recording. There's certain texture. This movie has so much great texture in it. The graininess you can only get from shooting it in 16 millimeter film. But the way he used those aspect ratios, like he, he made you pay attention and it made you think about things. What did you guys think overall of that? I thought it was fucking gorgeous
4: what the different use of different aspect yeah. ratios yeah i think it was good i think that's that's a it's a nice touch it gives you a feeling of going back into the war footage it mm-hmm. you know it, it plays around with the cinematic quality of each scene i feel like that he's using all the tools like he's doing something that normal, normally you wouldn't do which is like put all different aspect ratios in your film but i mean it's been done since the... since uh you know uh, Wizard of Oz, you know. Where they yeah, that's action. true.
0: Yeah, they, when, so when he like goes, nothing Oz, new. Yeah. We've
4: been seen it before, but like but um, he uses it thoughtfully. Yeah, so he does a great job with it.
3: Yeah. I, I, I mean, I, I echo Rugboy's thoughts. I will say, just so that I have something positive to say, because there is a lot of <laughs> things. Yeah, I, overall, I, did, I, liked the movie. Yeah. um <laughs> And I think taking out some of the the real footage, but just the movie on its own. Yeah. I found it to be actually really entertaining, and I was very surprised that it ended up being an action yeah. heist film towards the back so half much of the shoot, film. Shootouts. And I would say that, you know, with it being kind of an original story, I legitimately, throughout the entire film, had no idea what was going to happen. I couldn't predict anything. Yeah. I was like, oh, shit, that's happening. Oh, yeah. okay. Now, oh, I I thought they were going to hang out together. Delroy Lindo is going to be on his own now. okay. Like nothing, I I couldn't really predict much of anything they that was. They find happening.
0: the gold halfway through, and the rest of it. Because then I'm like, that fucking gold is heavy. How are you going to get it out of there? Well, how are you <laughs> going to sell this? What are you doing? But I love the stylistic, the Spike Lee, uh tricks that he has in his bag I, that he pulls out. I, I
4: didn't like the fact that they immediately start turning on each other.
0: Well, that, so that's and a like, not... these are like
4: best friends, and they like, they can't fucking figure out how to get. It's gold though.
1: Gold yeah, makes I don't, evil. I don't... I don't
0: know. So there's a lot of nods to other movies. Like that's a nod to uh what's it? The Treasures of Sierra Madre where it's similar and they find gold and Apocalypse Now, you see a lot of nods to that with the the logos in the movie but then the sun, the red sun in the in the sky. But I think that's all like he mixes a lot of genres.
3: You know what it kind of reminded me of? I don't know if you guys probably you probably seen this movie because you guys watch movies somewhat, very very little bit, but somewhat it kind of reminded me of The Beach. Yeah. Where like they get to this like in Vietnam's out of heaven, but they get to this place and all of a sudden people start like weird shit starts happening to all of them.
1: Yeah. They
4: just
0: start fucking killing each other.
4: <laughs> they start
3: fucking killing each other. And Delroy Lindo obviously being the main culprit cause he just goes nuts Yeah.
0: I love him talking to the camera. I love. Do you him, like him talking? I to the love camera? him, but that's a Spike Lee stylistic move. Spike always does yeah. that. He'll do the double dolly. He'll have people. The double dolly. He'll yeah. have t- people breaking the fourth wall, talking right their inner monologue to the camera. Uh, it did.
3: It did work because he's nuts. Yeah,
0: he's losing his right? fucking mind. at The PTSD and he's haunted by Norman. Um, well, the other movie it kind of reminded me of, which is also a really good movie nobody's watched on Netflix. It's called Triple Frontier. Uh, it has Ben Affleck. It's basically an ex-military team. They go and they hit a drug dealer in the middle of the rainforest, take his money, and they, that's half of the movie. The second half of the movie is them moving boatloads of cash and how the fuck are they going to get back out of the country through the jungle? And, and so that reminded me of this too. This one a little more impactful in terms of subject did matter. Either
3: you guys, I think rugs might've touched on it, but I, I appreciate Spike Lee. He really went for it. Oh yeah. Um, but did you guys know at least, did it at least bother you that the music at times was just didn't match the scenes so that I, was happening. I love
0: the Marvin Gaye music and the score is done by Terrence. The Marvin Gaye music, yeah. was good, but there was a lot of like, really, it sounded like canned music.
4: Like, yeah. Canned, it sounded like, like, like stock you buy music, it,
0: uh, like royalty free. Like Dude, that's like, Terrence Blanchard. Like that's the guy he's worked with on every movie. I don't know, uh, man. But, There yeah. were some
4: rough spots there where I felt like I was watching, like, Sharknado. Or something. <laughs> I didn't I, notice yeah. that. That's I the vibe
3: that. I got, too, is I I've, at times I'm like, am I watching a B-movie on TV?
0: I didn't notice that those music cues.
4: Go back the, and watch that scene where Delroy Lando's up against the rock yeah. and yeah. talking to his his son. Or
0: at night, when it's the nighttime night, scene? Yeah, yeah.
4: Gotta, and yeah. it's just, I, I I completely was like, whoa, like, who, like, did he, he, does he know what he's doing right now? Like, that scene I, that
3: me. made me think. I was like, oh, no wonder he didn't put this in a the theater. Oh, really? Yeah, I literally was like, <laughs> this is why. Is this, this? maybe he made this for TV? Like, maybe he was thinking there about was, TV. There was, there
4: was, there was like maybe like three or four different scenes. So there's like a
0: soap opera, like TV feel? Soap that opera, effect, to, yeah. Hmm. There is like
3: a soap opera. Yeah, a little bit. Huh. Yeah. At times. It's, it's, it's such a smorgasbord is what it I, it is. It. I think it, it's such a smorgasbord he, of different things he
0: holds the movie together i
3: love the yeah. game music yeah.
0: he does
4: because of all the fucking crazy yeah. look delroy lindo is fucking doing all the heavy
3: lifting
0: right well i thought the guy
4: played like, Otis he was, Otis was so very good dynamic too. and yeah and and everybody in there but like the,
3: delroy lindo yeah, yeah.
4: delroy lindo far and then the other guy
0: was the uh, Otis. Otis. Who, who Clark did, Peters was great. I thought Clark his Peters son, was good too. the son was pretty good too. David Jonathan Major. He was all right. He's but like, is
3: this. But, you know. is he, Otis is like a good example of Spike. Like, he's a good character. Yeah. But the, you throw in that he has a daughter that's black, and yeah. there's a lot of like things to mind there Vietnamese, and they don't really mind it. Because yeah. <laughs> like she. They, the, the white. The, the mistress describes her as kind of being like a cockroach and everyone yeah. hating her because she's black. Yeah. He just throws that in there, and it's not really like. There's a lot of stuff where I'm like, "Oh man, I want more. Give me more I, of that." I liked
0: some of the themes of the the Vietnamese point of view, how they felt that these guys returning and how it never went away for them, and they were still like, "GI, GI, you kill my family." Right. Like that was another great thing they could explore, but it was just kind of surface. But well, I think that that at least it was there.
4: Yeah, he did have it there. Yeah, needs and it to was be there. Cool that he he put that in there. Yeah. And it made me feel bad for, for them. And it made me feel like really, really bad that we were ever even there.
3: Oh, yeah. I mean, he he humanizes them.
4: Yeah. yeah. And that's the strength of this movie is because, like, yes, we can talk about, we can criticize uh, the aspects of it. But overall, we did learn a lot of things and I did experience a lot of things. Yeah. Um, it's educational. That were very powerful. Absolutely. So it's on one hand, Yes. Can we legitimately say as critiques of this movie that there are problems? Absolutely. But does the film overcome or like we could, you know, uh, we could say a lot of things about this movie that where, where we're like, we don't really get what he was doing, but the overall effect is we have a better understanding of like the hypocrisy of the fact that they, we made people go and fight a war for us yeah. that we weren't treating properly. Right. And not only that, but how fucked up the whole thing was during the civil rights movement when their leader gets killed. Yeah. There's a and war they still have to go on. Yeah. And even when they get out and and get back into society, people, like, they they, they call them baby killers and yeah. they don't really yeah. understand their plight and all of that stuff. So it is it's a movie
0: people should see, you know? I mean, what a crazy feeling. Like The war for their rights is being fought at home, and they're they're stuck in the jungle following, following and, and the I man's orders.
3: The black the black population was like, there was a higher percentage of them compared to how many people are in the U.S. Yeah. than there was U.S. Yeah. or white people yeah. that are living in the U.S. that were actually serving in that war.
0: And a great, timely Black Lives Matter mention at the end when they're splitting the money up. I was like, oh, well, we put that Spike in. Spike
3: Lee... Is- Spike Lee like, definitely gets credit now that I've seen a few of his films. He always seems to have his finger on the pulse of things oh, yeah. before they're even going to happen. I
0: mean, d- do the right thing? They killed Radio Raheem. that right. happened in 89.
3: It's... I mean, this movie, I mean, he, yeah. it, it comes out at this time, yes. and he couldn't have predicted, no. but maybe he did. Like, Who yeah, knows? No, he sees what's happening. You're absolutely right. He
0: sees what's he, happening. He's always,
3: he's always a bit, been yeah. able to, yeah. to capture the moment.
0: Here's my other tiny flaw, maybe nitpicky. You know, at the end of the movie, he does kind of Attack on a bunch of things. I I understand Paul was being haunted by Norman. He saw. He said, "I saw him as ghosts." And then you get that great scene at the end where he sees him and they hug and he forgives him. And then you find out that Paul it was friendly fire. He actually shot Norman. He never told his buddies. So this part to me felt a little bit predictable, and I don't even know if it was necessary for Paul to have been the guy that shot Norman.
3: I, I didn't mind for it. For
0: it to be still meaningful and Norman to be haunted.
3: I feel like his PTSD would be that crazy if he shot his best right. it,
0: That's true. It would, that's why he's haunted and gone nuts. Uh, but I was like, but I saw I that just coming, w- You know what? I, I wish that that was more evident in, in his demeanor.
4: Because he doesn't seem, I feel like that was fine. I feel like it was tacked on. Hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, if you, because, like, if once you, like, whenever you, like, do, like, one of those M Night Shyamalan things. Yeah, there's
0: a little twisty thing in there.
4: You have to go back and go, oh, I know, I saw clues to that. And he, what he he said, something that didn't make sense, but now it makes sense.
0: Yeah. And, uh, it explains, but but it explains why he's such a mess and he's, why he sees Norman.
3: It it does. I could see how it feels tacked on because he has another thing tacked right. on. He has two things. Yeah. he he has the they they tack on the fact that his son he hates his son because it killed his wife. Yeah, so he's got two things. Oh, that were yeah, tacked yeah, yeah yeah. I
0: forgot about so that. it. Does
3: it's not as clear as why no. he's crazy?
0: Man, it only like one of them make it out of there. The five bloods. And he never talks about his wife at all. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's a good, a good point. point. Yeah. So it's like
4: that feels tacked on. Yeah. So there's there there is issues with 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 this movie but yeah, there's minor flaws but I overall think that, it's fucking I think there's a lot of flaws but I think that the overall movie has enough impact oh, absolutely. that it's worth absolutely weathering the flaws to kind of get to the good stuff that's going to I mean I don't know I mean I'm going to uh, issue a trigger warning if you don't like to see dead kids <laughs> yeah. uh, someone gets shot in the maybe. head like for real that I can watch, but like just yeah. the dead kids yeah. with—I mm-hmm. mean, with a—I'm oh, talking about like face shot off, yeah, and oh, and and and, yeah. and, they, and they just sit there for like a good a long time, so you can really soak it in. Um, yeah, these were this is what happened.
0: Yeah. Uh, all right, before we rate it, I do think it deserves Oscar nomination for best picture.
3: It probably will because it's a relevant film yeah. to the times yeah. and it's actually good. Yeah and there's not a lot of competition so i think it will get a, a nomination. i think
0: spike lee should get best director absolutely and i'm waiting for spike to win he needs to win it's, spike lee
3: will probably get best uh, get a director it's nomination his
0: time to win he should have won they might
3: get a for other they might, delroy lindo might get a best actor or best best supporting even though i don't know how he's a supporting actor in this. i think
0: he's you can still he's a lead it's an ensemble cast but lindo is a lead because he has most of the screen time a little bit more than the other guys so i think it that counts. might get
3: a, a score nomination in yeah. a i think cinematography,
0: cinematography i think best original script which is what right. he won last year for black klansman so right. he can follow but he should get this movie should get a ton of nominations um anthony uh give me a number and uh if you want to rate it with other Spike Lee movies you've seen, I know you haven't watched all 24.
3: Yeah, I've only watched 3. <laughs> okay, well you watched 3 good ones. I've watched 3 good ones. Okay. Just touching on why I think it's a it's somewhat of a mess. I don't think it's there's some minor flaws. I think there are some major issues. I think it's because they retrofitted a script that they didn't originally write.
0: Okay. Yeah. So I they think I that. think
3: that's part of it. As far as that though, as far as the flaws and all that although there's all those flaws there's a lot there's so much interesting things and so much ambition in the film and the film is entertaining and there's a good very good performance by Delroy Lindo mm. that overall I actually really enjoy mm-hmm. the film and I think it's a really good film to discuss I don't think it'll get wide spread praise from everyone mm. because it is kind of a mess and there's a mm. lot there's a lot of people that will probably watch it and go what? What am I supposed to get out of this? The audience score so, of Rotten Tomatoes is fifty eight percent. For exactly my point. So, overall, I've seen a lot of reviews. I'm going to give it a seven point five yeah. out of ten. Eight for me is when it really is greatness. I don't think it's great a great film, but I think it's a very close to great film that needed to that just can't overcome some of its flaws. Seven point five out of ten. Out of the three Spike Lee films I've seen, yeah. this Black Klansman and Do the Right Thing, this one is. Clearly, third. Okay, yeah. Um, do the right thing is risen for me just because of how timeless it is. But I, I found even Black Klansman to be much more entertaining and a much better use of real footage.
0: Okay, all good, valid points. Rugs, give me a number and a ranking if you want. Uh, it's hard for me to rank do the uh, I mean uh, Spike Lee movies because
4: I haven't seen them all recently. Yeah, and um, the, what happens to the Spike Lee movies usually? It's like they viscerally affect me when I'm in the theater yeah. or when I'm watching them. And then they kind of wear off. And I just remember kind of like the themes.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
4: Um, so I'm not going to do that whole thing where I measure his movies, but I'm going to give it at like a, a 7.5 as well. I was going to give it like a 7.5 and then Anthony said, it, I was not going to change it. <laughs> you know what? That's how I feel. So I'm just going to, that's my honest review is a 7.5. I think that it is, uh, you know, very above average film. It's like, you know, it's uh, a little bit away from being perfect and it's a little bit uh, away from being like, I, I guess, uh, like a, a perfect film that you can watch that stylistically holds itself together. I think it's just, it, it is fighting to hold itself together. And without Delroy Linda, it probably would have fallen apart. Mm. And, um, but I do think it's, it's definitely a movie worth watching. And you will learn something, and you will feel things, and just uh, be wary of dead babies. That's Uh, all I have to say. That's that's the one thing I... Trigger The thing is, that dead baby bothered me and affected me more than all of the stuff that else happened. It almost overshadowed all the important Mm -hmm. shit that he
0: was doing. Listen, man, when a movie can fucking shake you like that, though, uh... But
3: don't you feel... I know you're going to get into your rating... But what did that dead baby? What did that have to do with the story? And it seems cheap to add that in there to affect. Yeah, someone. I
0: well, maybe it's a little. Like
3: cheap, all I'm
4: thinking about is a dead baby, and not all of the other stuff, really. Like after, like I mean, that's the first thing I say when someone asks you about this movie. There's a fucking shot of a dead baby. <laughs> Jesus Christ! And I don't even tell you about the plight of the of the black soldier. I mean, you know, like I, 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 that's the first thing. I think, so
0: I feel like that overshadows what he's doing. I just To me, it just added another layer of how fucked up Vietnam was and what these people went through and what their right. trauma is. So, okay, personally, so I've seen many Spike Lee movies. I have not seen them all. I'm kind of surprised that you guys, I'm going to give this movie this. I
4: love this movie. Because I did That's really
0: nice. enjoy this movie. Uh My favorite Spike Lee movies still remain Do the Right Thing. Malcolm X is fucking phenomenal. Uh, and uh, Black Klansman is great. All three of those movies are above this movie, I will give it I'm still gonna give it an eight point five uh because I just I really I was maybe a little bit higher. Eight point seven five. I don't know. I just the stylistic it's the spikely. That's a fair rating. I, I don't I, think that's like eight point seven think over over overdoing I mean it. I still I feel like he's still on his game He's still if, fucking killer. If you
3: can buy if you are on board with everything his he does, yes. this is I mean, I could see that yeah, rating yeah. for sure. Because you
0: see a lot of his other movies, that things he's done in other movies come through in this, and it's a great evolution. Look, man, when I saw Malcolm X, that fucking changed a lot of what I was thinking. Uh, Anthony, yeah. you need to watch that. I know, he should Son that should have won Best Picture, he should have got best director. Denzel it was great. Denzel, Denzel should have won Denzel. best actor.
4: Yeah. He fucking had Denzel, and Denzel was fucking amazing. It's so good.
0: So uh yeah. It's,
4: but there is a lot of, now I'm thinking about there's some parallels.
0: Yeah. How would you uh, compare this to the Irishman? Can you compare? Is it comparable?
4: No, because like the Irishman is a different type of thing, I think.
0: Um, I kind of like this better than the Irishman. The Irishman, well, it's shorter. Well, that's (laughs) true by half an hour.
4: Yeah. By
3: by, by an hour. It's It's shorter
4: and it's a little bit more, um, what do you call it? Entertaining.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
4: And, um, it's, it's so going on with what's going on in the times right now. Yeah. So it has, you get a visceral response because it's like your, your emotions are all tuned into this stuff right now. Yeah. Uh, the Irishman isn't really hitting on anything that was really poignant at the moment. So it's kind of like telling you a story that you're really not interested in, but you're like going to watch it because Scorsese doing it. Yeah. Really? Like, yeah.
3: Okay. I, I would, if you're going to make that comparison, yeah. I said I would say Irishman is like, rounding the old boys together for one last ride uh, that's true yeah. yeah and it's like a um it's just hanging out with these three guys yeah. for three yeah. and a half hours yeah. and, and enjoying un- maybe the last run ever um, whereas uh, defy bloods is a little bit more ambitious and in, in its ambition it can kind of be messy but i appreciate it I appreciate both but I think I appreciate some of the ambition that Spike Lee had for this
0: and I mean I think you can add this to the great Vietnam movies and there's a ton of them and I love a good Vietnam movie uh this definitely adds joins do you the think club. it's
3: added to the great Vietnam movie? I think so we'll see I, I think so yeah probably
0: because you know you, you like I said you've never seen what like Rambo well, they, and they mentioned that in the movie, which is kind of funny. And the they Chuck Norris, you know, they're like, it's so bad. They're like, man, this guy, they coming back to win the war. They need to tell the real story. And then you learn about the one uh, black soldier who sacrificed himself jumping on the grenade. And then poor, what's his name? Melvin jumps on a grenade. <laughs> well, I was like, oh, no, Melvin. Jesus. I'm surprised that fuck.
3: wasn't more brutal. Is that is that what happens when I, you jump on a grenade? That
0: must be. I thought he would explode more All like right. a mine tore him in half the grenade just goes he smothered it and then the blood came out instantly yeah. but wow. I was like fuck that's instant death I can't imagine just like it's not like Captain America he'd jump on a fucking grenade well, that was not need a lot of that's not a real yeah you need vibrating. alright good stuff I'm glad we got to talk about a new Spike Lee movie very exciting let's move on to news from the nation it's time for news from the nation
2: it's time for news from the
0: nation i missed that but rugs anthony filled in pretty well for you last week oh i gotta I listen did. to it yeah yeah it was a it was a good one it's a flapper <laughs> a good old flapper good old flapper uh Chaz hebbert who was the uh he picked the movie last week Kingsman Golden Circle uh, wrote in based on me listening to the episode. Chaz says, I'm listening to the review now. I have to agree with Anthony. I love the first movie so much, but most of what I loved about it was the unpredictability. And the charm. Taron Egerton was a fantastic unknown quantity as Exy, but the second movie was more the same, but not quite as well done. Samuel L. Jackson was far superior villain compared to Juliet Moore. It was too long. The villain's plot wasn't as good. There wasn't a scene in the second movie that was quite as riveting as the church scene from the first movie. And I feel like Harry should have stayed dead. In conclusion, this pick was purely a fuck you to Imran. Talking oh, nerd, did you like this movie? Would you give amazing. it amazing?
3: Uh, I think you gave it like a six, right? Or I five? think
0: I gave it like a six and a half. Mm. Uh, I did, I I enjoyed it in the beginning because I knew it was going to be ridiculous and the opening action scene is great, but then it just kept going on and on. And uh, I don't know. It was fun, but whatever. It was, it was like the first one. I think as soon as they got to the American thing, I was out. The Statesman? You didn't like the Statesman? No, I thought it was stupid. <laughs> you don't like Channing Tatum <laughs> dancing like a fool? No. It's fun. Uh, you know, there's a couple of good moments, but it uh, just, uh, yeah, yeah, just kept going on. Uh, David Zika also writing in about the Kingsman review. He says, on your first Kingsman review, you referenced Chavs, that was which me. is like yeah. that was that was which is like a British street kid. Two more titles that I really like, which focus on the type of characters and contain all that British British slang, are Attack of the Block and Man Like No, Mobile. Attack the block. Oh, sorry, Attack the Block, Man Like Mobeen. The stories are nothing like Kingsman, but similar settings. Attack the Block, which has John Boyega and Jodie Whittaker, is an alien invasion in the hood sci-fi. It's a fun little film. I kind of want to watch that. I haven't seen it. You might like it. Man Like Mobeen is a series that's kind of the British Pakistani Muslim version of Friday. I have watched all of Man Like Mobeen. It's great. It's fucking hilarious. And it is. It gives you the British Pakistani Muslim view. But then there's like a whole crime thing. So it gets a little ridiculous. But the guy who plays Mobeen is really good. Um, Anthony, any interest in watching any of those? You like the chaps?
3: I'll watch anything at this point. Okay,
0: go <laughs> i watch he's anything. On <laughs> uh, he's on board.
3: That's fucking awesome. Yeah, that's really good.
0: <laughs> Jimmy Graven writes in. He says a new 30 for 30 tonight on ESPN with some jock and nerd connections. It chronicles the 1998 home run chase between Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire. I'll bet Anthony has some memories of that. Also, Todd McFarlane apparently collected a shit ton of home run balls. They're Who worthless. Who knew? <laughs> Geek boner. See, Imran, uh, you can have love for both the jock and nerd side of life. Uh, I watched that. Did you really? Yeah. Wow. This is actually a great, great segue to go into what we are watching. Yeah. Um, first of all, it was fascinating. And I did not realize Tom McFarlane spending millions of dollars on fucking uh, Mark McGuire home run Worthless balls. balls. He bought the seventieth one for like two point seven million in an auction. Oh, I didn't
3: know that was Todd McFarland. That was Todd McFarland in wow. the beginning,
0: and then on the phone. Um, what? Are, I I like this because I vaguely remember this going on,
3: but I vividly remember that. So summer. to
0: me, a lot of it was new, and it was super interesting. What did? What do you? Uh, what are some of your memories of that summer? I,
3: so I didn't watch the doc, but oh, you I didn't watch it yet? I didn't watch that one. It's good. I watched Be Water, which we'll yeah, we'll talk, talk about, about that. Yeah, but uh, I did. I do vividly remember that summer. Um. That was an amazing summer. I mean, they were hitting launching home runs. I went to a game where the Cubs played the Cardinals and yeah. both Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire hit yeah. home runs in that game in nineteen ninety eight. So I've very vivid memories. Were said.
0: you actively like tracking it, following along every day? Oh, yeah. Like who's, I was, a,
3: who's every every day I yeah. was watching the because not only did you have that going on, but that was the first time the Cubs were good in years. Yeah. And they made the playoffs that yeah. year. So you had all that going for
0: you. I know. I loved it. And I had. No, I didn't like, uh, it started with Ken Griffey Jr. And then he drops out and yeah, Sammy comes out of too. nowhere. Sammy Sosa. Why does he look like Ricky Ricardo?
3: Oh, he, in this now. documentary,
0: yeah. he looks like Ricky Ricardo.
3: Right, He like bleached his skin.
0: Yeah. He's got wavy hair. He, and he just looks different from the clips they were showing in the documentary. He's a
3: strange dude.
0: Uh, and yeah, no, it's really, and they get into the whole, uh, steroid andro usage and all that and so who who owns the record currently barry bonds who do you consider to have the actual record in your mind i don't care doesn't
3: matter (laughs) it does i don't care as much i mean he has the record well if you want to go by, like, who probably has it legitimately, Roger Maris has it at the 61 or six. I think it's. Oh, you're going to give
0: run. it all the way to. Yeah. It's 61. Roger Maris. Huh? I
3: mean, when Sosa, McGuire and all these guys were hitting home runs, yeah. steroids was banned. It's yeah. just they weren't testing for it. So mm. if they were taking steroids, they were cheating.
0: And Maris beats Babe Ruth's record. And mm. then there's a whole sequence where they're, everyone they're counting down the record. It was, it was really good. Uh, okay, let's go. Just move into what we we're watching. Another thirty for thirty that I watched that I seem to like a lot more. I kind of like this one. I don't. Th- and some people were disappointed. It's I the didn't one. Like it. It's the one you just mentioned. Be water. I didn't like it about Bruce Lee. I didn't why, like it. Why were you disappointed in this?
3: It just. It seemed kind of. I mean, the only interesting thing was the Asian guy in Hollywood, but it just seemed kind of service level on everything. It wasn't all that in depth. It just wasn't mm. what I, would, I was mm. expecting. It was kind of boring. I, I just didn't like it. I'll
0: give it. Okay, it was a little bit boring. Spe-
3: but speaking by the way, I just not because not to gloss yeah, over this because I yeah, do want to hear what you think. Yeah. Um. I also watched uh, the thirteenth this week.
0: Oh, you did. We'll get into yeah. that. Uh, uh-huh. No, I well, I enjoyed the Bee Water. I just enjoyed seeing the the uh, early screen tests of him, and then just learning about how you know he's born in San Francisco, and then lived in Hong Kong, and then comes back to America for like twelve years, and then goes back, and that's when he starts breaking into Hollywood. Uh, But then you see him training with uh, uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and Chuck Norris in these home videos. So, I don't know. I kind of like learning about it. I didn't
4: watch it, but everything you're describing
0: I've seen before. So, yeah, you guys are probably – that's probably why you find it boring. I guess it was kind of surface, but – so I just, I i like seeing the old footage, and even in that black and white screen test, he's, uh, you know, he's demonstrating the moves, and he's so fast, you don't even see his fucking arm moves. He's, he's very, very charismatic. He's Yeah, he's very charismatic. The screen loves him, and so I guess it could have gone a little deeper, or white. Yeah, there's I mean, better I, Bruce documentaries yeah, out there. Yeah, yeah. I expected more from 30 for 30, I guess, because usually they're top-notch.
3: Yeah, that's probably what uh, another reason why I didn't like it is I had a high expectation.
0: What did you think of the 13th? I also watched this from Ava DuVernay.
3: I, I, very eye-opening. I, I enjoyed that. I was debating doing a uh, binge report, but I don't like reviewing documentaries. Yeah. It's just I don't really know what, to, what I'm even yeah, – I mean, like how to criticize it because it's just different.
0: There's, yeah, there's ways like the style that it tells the right. story well, the flashbacks were able to I, follow. I, but I enjoyed it. I, yeah. I think
3: it, it was super eye-opening. Oh, I, yeah. Knew about a lot of that stuff, but just to see it again, and then just the fact that it was made four years ago, and I know basically still all that stuff is happening now. It's, it's all and you, interesting. Can, you can interesting.
0: Can, I thought it was interesting. You can blame Birth of a Nation, and the yeah, first Birth of a movie Nation. in 1915, and trace all the influence of what happened. Is crazy.
3: Yeah, KK I didn't. I didn't realize that the KKK was basically gone until Birth of a Nation came. Yeah, back.
0: and that was the resurgence. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that is crazy. Rox, did you watch anything uh, outside of your Corona binge reports? I uh, watched two movies. Oh, uh, one
4: is I'm going to do Corona binge reports for both of them, but one is uh, called uh, Vox Lux. Okay, starring Natalie Portman. Wow, as hmm. a I heard of it pop singer. Okay, and uh, she's phenomenal in it. Wow, uh, she plays, but it it the I have also have criticisms about this film. Okay. Um, but she plays like a girl from Staten Island who becomes a pop star after a tragic event. And uh it's a crazy movie. So wow. it is uh very strange, but like interesting, but strange. And then I also watched Superman Red Sun that's available on the DC app. Yes. And fucking phenomenal film, great cartoon version of Mark Millar's book. I want to go back and read it now because it's wow. it's great because it's like the idea is everybody who's always talking about this thing called communism, which is like everybody gets what whatever they need to live, and everybody's provided for, the government provides everything, everybody shares and everybody shares everything, yeah, and um even Superman can't make it fucking work, <laughs> yeah, and then our system, which is fucking flawed as yeah. fuck, yeah um is is sometimes just as bad. Yeah, but at least people are in control, I think, or to some de- some degree. I don't. Maybe we're not at all, but I don't know. So it asks
0: those questions, and it's interesting. Was Batman wearing a babushka? That's my only question. He, he was. Yes. <laughs> if they left that out, I would have been very upset. Uh, he was totally wearing the fucking babushka. <laughs> fucking bad babushka. is he was the badass best Batman. Batman in it. Yeah, Russian Batman is amazing. Uh, I've watched *The uh, for Family* season four is out on Netflix hilarious animated sitcom about family life in the 70s from Bill Burr continues to be really funny uh, if you want to go catch all that and then this week uh, watch alert Doom Patrol season 2 will be coming out June 25th on the DC Universe app and I think HBO Max I'm not sure Uh, There will release the first three episodes right away new episodes on Thursday there is a trailer in which apparently there's a bad guy villain group in there called the sexmen they will be facing off against the sexmen this is how weird and quirky this show is it's like one of the best shows they put on since DC Universe came out I'm excited for the season two anything else anybody
3: um I caught there's a good couple good podcasts the Jocko one which Joe Rogan's pretty good ah and i've seen clips of the bill burr one with joe rogan and that one's pretty fucking hilarious. how do you
4: feel about everyone going off on joe rogan now this uh because
0: he doesn't want to wear a mask well he te- he tests everyone that comes in to the studio also as believe.
3: bill burr puts it yeah because rogan was kind of like you know come on this is stupid why are we wearing a mask he goes as a guy that has no fucking medical degree i'm not going to listen to another guy that has no fucking medical degree. so oh shit I'm gonna to listen to the people that actually know what the fuck they're talking about. Oh yeah, right. shit, cool. man! <laughs> Joe's going maskless, huh?
0: I've seen I've, I've seen Facebook ads of these clear masks. Have you seen this yet? Yeah, they're they're like these clear pieces that go over your nose and mouth, and you can still see the face, and it's almost invisible. Hmm. I wonder if that's gonna be like a thing. Everyone has these weird clear fucking things. I just you know wear the fucking mask. It's not wear that Wear the big mask outside. Does yeah. Joe not wear a seatbelt when he's driving a car? Is that just what you need to do? Fuck, yeah. Put the he fucking like, mask on.
3: Bill Burr was like, "Oh, look at you! You're so tough with your open nose and mouth. <laughs> <laughs> you're wide open, exposed." <laughs> he, he compared. Nose. He goes. He, he's like, "You were fucking wearing the mask, and now you're not wearing the mask, and you claim you were never wearing the mask." He's like, "It's." He was going. It's like when everyone was going to roller skate at those roller skating parks, and then one person made a homophobic joke about it. And now everyone was like, "I never rollerbladed in roller my skate.
0: life." I was in there. Oh my god, I gotta hear that! I love Bill Burr. He's Bill Burr's fucking great. Fucking the
3: best. He he's he's great at like. He, you could tell he was being serious and yeah. jabbing Joe yeah. Rogan seriously, yeah. but then he'd flip it into a comedy bit yeah. right away, yeah. so yeah. that Joe yeah. Rogan wasn't like completely turned off kind by of what he was doing. He
0: escalates it a little bit, right. takes the tension off, and this. When Bill Burr goes on a rant, that's the best shit you ever want he, to hear. He was
3: like, "And now you're not wearing the mask, and now you're telling people not to wear the mask, and look, <laughs> now we have a a section in Seattle that no one can visit. Now this is how the hatred starts." <laughs>
0: They seem okay up in Chaz. Uh, I would love to visit. Let's see. Uh, they're, they're doing a good Chaz. job. Uh, policing themselves. Uh, last thing, we need more Apple Podcast ratings, listener. We're up to 123. And as you heard, Dan Hausen. Uh, tell us in the beginning of the show. Well, we're trying to get to two hundred, so we can get on Rotten Tomatoes reviewers. David Mobile does not listen to the show. I'm so damn it. That's very I know. Uh, so if you're in the U S. have an iOS device, give us a rating. Give us a rating wherever you are. Pull up your po- You know what? Grab your friend's phone. Show them how to subscribe. Yeah. I I believe you can tell Siri. You can just say, "Hey Siri, subscribe to the Jockinhead Podcast," and she'll just fucking do it yeah. for you. That's how easy it is. Get it done. Rugs. Where can they find you online? You can find me on Twitter. Deleting my tweets as I tweet them now. <laughs>
4: yes, because <laughs> that is my new technique. Because anything that I like, I uh, okay. This is I was telling Imran this before um, <laughs> uh, Anthony came on. So I've been following uh, Comic Book Girl nineteen yes. since her YouTube days, and yep. um, you know she's kind of like a loose cannon and crazy, and she's now um, come out as being uh, non-binary. Okay. So, okay. Uh, which is another, on another level. And sometimes I think she's just doing it to give the finger to everybody. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know. It could be really real. Like maybe she really, but she's never expressed that before. Mm. Anyhow. So with all that said, she did this. Um, she's been doing for a very long time, very in-depth, like reviews of stuff, like uh, X-Men and stuff yeah, like she's that. She's good. Those videos are yeah, really She good. goes super deep. And so she yeah. did this Dune Club. Yeah. And it was very lucrative for her. Yeah, And this is just a girl on her own, not yeah. you know, doing it like using her wealth of knowledge, whatever. And she did this Dune club. So Nerdist, because yeah. Dune is coming out, decides to do their own Dune book club. Okay. Okay. And they get like these three people to go and do it. And they're like, we're not really going to take this seriously. We're just going to kind of read it and like, whatever we say, whatever. And so like all of the people that, um, You know, they look at Nerdist as, like, this fucking, you know, place. Like, it's a high-profile brand Mm -hmm. to do such a lazy uh, whatever. So a a lot of the people who were into Dune that went to see her whole thing started, like, teaming up together going, oh, this is fucking bullshit. So they've started talking amongst themselves and going, like, we're just going to, like, spam them while they're doing their live stream and just telling how much they suck at doing, uh, doing this book they're, they're doing like lame' they're, they're not even really getting into it properly and the nerdest um, people yeah the nerdest people okay so um anyway one of the guys Hector Navarro he, he also does the DC stuff
0: oh yeah, I know him yeah right? they, yeah so
4: he comes out he's like we're being bullied we blah 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 and there's gatekeepers and they're being whatever and I'm just like, well, what do you expect you're the nerdest if you were just a <laughs> little person that no yeah. one no one would be gatekeeping you but you're the nerdest. That I mean, is the reason that people are spamming you. Not saying that it's, I, look, I think it's wrong for a bunch of people to conspire to spam you guys. And that, that is bullying. I think that they're, they're going in with a plan to do doing fans. Are this fucking crazy? No, I think it's her fans. Oh, that are doing it. But like, I was just like, what do you expect? You're, 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 you're coming on a, a huge brand doing a, a thing that someone else has already been done it better and you're yeah. not even bringing your A game.
0: Yeah, it's lazy.
4: Like, And you're not expecting anyone to critique you. And then you, being in the Nerdist, are afraid of gatekeepers? Well, what does this like? Have you're to the Nerdist. With... You're what part this... of the nerd. You're on a, a flagship internet nerd thing. You know. So I just thought it was hilarious. So I commented on this guy. I'm like, you're really being a baby about being bullied by people? You're on the fucking Nerdist. And, and I'm like... I'm like, the, the, the fact that like you can't criticize people making ridiculously dumb mistakes is the reason why we have a president it, like, that we have now, because yeah. no one, they just let him fucking do whatever he wants, no one criticized him, yeah. no one stopped him from yeah. being out, uh, over in his head, and now yeah. we got fucking Trump as the president, and yeah. he somehow took my words and yeah. made it seem like, why are you trying to compare me to the opposition? And I'm like, all right, I'm deleting my tweet because now everybody's just going to come on and just pile on that. I'm all of a sudden the ammunition. So they somehow figure out a way to take. I mean, an insult at Trump at being a person who should have been gatekept. and didn't. Yeah. They just let anyone be president. Right. Yeah. That's the whole point. And they somehow figured out a way to make it against whatever. And I was like, all right, I, I can't do Twitter anymore. Because they're just going <laughs> to flip it on me and everybody's going to pile on. And then the same people were talking about bullying and people spamming are spamming me. Oh, they're going to come oh, to such now, a fucking right? hypocrisy and they could suck my dick. All of them could suck uh, my dick. Oh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> you could all suck my dick. Uh, and I was like, you- look, put it way: like, I'm on this <laughs> shitty show. Yeah. All right. That yeah. hardly anyone listens to. True. And I fucking am prepared. When I talk about something,
0: yeah, you know what you're talking about. And
4: they they didn't. All right. And then if I don't, I tell you that I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. And I don't get mad when people criticize me for not saying. If people tell me that I'm an idiot, then I go, yeah, probably I'm an idiot. And I don't get there and go, ah, you're gatekeeping me. It's just so dumb. Like, I don't understand it. It stinks. It stinks. Do you think there should be gatekeeping if you're going to be a doctor? Like uh, uh, uh maybe I believe that uh stitches are necessary. No, no. <laughs> I
0: want to use tape.
4: No, don't gatekeep me. Like it's like you have to I'm have good.
0: standards. I'm good with super glue. It's yeah. fine. Uh, and what is your Twitter account? Rooks? Oh, really, Rugboy.
3: Sorry. <laughs> yeah, really, Rugboy.
0: Make sure you refresh every two minutes because he's deleted yeah, I'm tweets deleting tweets. left. Him. as screen capture
3: all his tweets. Yes. That might be the only Sc- time you see him.
0: Screenshot them as soon as you see oh, them. Oh, shit. Because they're going to have to do. Oh, no. <laughs> we just gave him an idea. I'm sorry. Okay. Anyways, listen to, visit the show notes at slash 333 for all the links to Rugboy's twitter and everything else and to see dan Housen for yourself uh you gotta watch the video everything we talked about will be there and tell a friend like i just said grab grab their phone tell siri to subscribe them uh and everything will be awesome thanks for listening to the jock and nerd podcast my name is imran my name
3: is anthony he's the jock he's a
1: nerd
0: we'll peep you next
1: time I'm pumped Yeah, me too <laughs> This is going great This is crazy, this is crazy, this is crazy That's a big fuck up right there